This episode of the Dump and Change podcast brought to you by our good friends at Played Against Sports. Now, we all know they're the ultimate hockey shop with hockey gear, jock straps, jill straps, skate sharpening, team jerseys, official jersey supplier for the Eager Hockey League. Not a big deal. But did you know they also have a great gear for your social distancing game? Bikes, golf clubs, rollerblades, basketball, stand-up paddleboards, treadmills, backyard games like spike ball and cornhole. <laughs> you get the idea. Three locations to serve you, Spinard Road, South Anchorage, and out in Wasilla. Hit them up on Facebook, Play It Again Sports Anchorage, and on the gram at PIAS Anchorage. Play it again, Spikes! And we're back. Welcome to episode eight of the Dump and Change podcast, coming to you from the Odd Man Rush Brewing Studios, deep, deep in Eagle River Valley. I'm Reed McDonald, your host. Um, I've got it written down here to my left, but we change positions all the time. So to my right, my lovely co-host, Walter Eunice. What's happening, Walter? Oh, uh, to say I'm excited is an understatement. Um, a couple things here. I'm going to go a little bit long in this uh, little part here. Uh Wait, one second, one second. Was that live right now? Yeah, it's been live. Shit. This blue girl. Kid. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay, we won't. We won't. We're, we're still going to keep our uh, our guest a top secret. Um, I, I want to, I kind of want to, can we talk about, we've inked our first, uh, uh, well, we've inked a new sponsor. Can we talk about it? Are we okay to? So? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I just want to say they paid. <laughs> any of Did you they? people out there looking for hockey equipment, skiing equipment, snowboarding equipment, bike treadmills. equipment, treadmills, weights, jump ropes, uh, whatever, hockey tape, uh, soccer, whatever, soccer equipment, uh, um, golf, football, they, they have it all, um, um, embroidery, heat press, everything. You need to go see uh, Don Bruno at Played Against Sports. Um, they have two different locations three different locations south anchorage um the main store down spinard spinard and, and wasilla. wasilla and uh they are an official sponsor of the uh, shouldn't you know that dump and change podcast <laughs> yeah. Again, you should know our, that as a hockey jersey. dad uh um i also wanted to give a shout out to a, a guy in sweden that uh has downloaded every episode uh so christian command and the command family thank you for your support um we look forward to hopefully seeing you again this summer uh I wanted to talk briefly about the the batteries dying in your CO alarm at your house. Are you guys familiar with this? No. The chirp. You're, you're oh. not, the the dreaded chirp. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that never happens at noon. That that only happens at like three, 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. here I am uh, after probably six too many beverages at three a.m. on a step ladder trying to take down the hardwired. CO detector with battery backup, which I did get down, but funny how it always is uh, is at 3 a.m. that that happens. A total pain in the ass. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a teaser here uh, via text message on this today's guest and what kind of guest he is. Um, this is a text message when we were asking um, this guest to be on our show. Said, you know, hey, we're, we have a podcast. We'd like you to be on the show. And the first thing I get back is how many shows have you guys done? And I, I said, today was our seventh episode. The next text message was, holy fuck, now you guys ask? <laughs> ha, 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 JK, of course I'll be on. said, hey, honestly, we wanted to get our feet under us before we started inviting the VIPs. And the next message I got was, okay, so let's wait for 10 more then? <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. 
That's a teaser for you guys on today's guest. Rito, back to you. Yeah, um, as always, yeah, dude. I mean, I, I almost can't believe we're blowing our load this early in our podcast. But, um, you know, it is what it is. We've got to do it. Um, producer Kenny Holmberg, the big ginge. What's new, Kenny? Not much. Got a new puppy. He keeps me up all night. Not going to bore you with the other bullshit. Let's keep going. You know, I saw that. The new uh, cute little bugger, by the way. little yeah. uh, little black lab named Moose. I actually saw your post on the gram, and I was like, my first thought, your account got fucking hacked. Because uh, <laughs> it's, and if you haven't seen it, you got to look it up. Puppy it's, announcement. Uh, puppy announcement. Bentley's got a brother. And I'm just like, fucking gay. <laughs> so I, I started yeah. like three times to yeah. write something, and then I'm like, no, I'm fucking saving it. I'm going to save it, and there you have it. So yeah, that was uh, pretty, pretty neat. Uh, anyway, but cute, cute puppy. Just nice, a basic nice. bitch move. Yeah, dude. Dude, awesome. You got, yeah, you need your vitamin P. Um, executive producer Steve Glines, I guess the big question, and we are here, and I could look around and tell you, but how is the construction of the new uh, DNC uh, uh, digs going? Well, I apologize for the bomb that went off, the construction bomb. That's why we're outside again. It's uh, 75 degrees, so we're going to be outside too. But if you look around, Rito, we got we got dirt and stumps. we got concrete. Uh, I'm glad that you're all trusted in my vision. Um, but right about now, I'm questioning my vision, so... Stick with it. Stick with the plan. Stick with the specifications, and uh, we'll get there in a few months. I think it's looking good. I think you're ahead of schedule, aren't you? We are two days ahead of schedule on a 29-day schedule. You would know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Walt's getting out is uh, I do a little construction on the side when I'm not uh, dumping and changing. And uh, when I say construction, I sit in front of a computer or maybe three and, you know, spreadsheets and stuff so but uh, i do want to apologize for missing uh last week's episode uh the jj johnson i was on the dnc private jet uh but no i'm trying to ink some sponsorships was um, it a private jet <laughs> just so we know that okay. <laughs> well thanks to our new sponsor uh played against sports um it was a rental but we're looking we got an option to buy we got an option <laughs> nice. to buy but you know what uh, it was kind of a blessing in disguise i was able to uh listen to the episode as a, as a listener as a fan and uh learned a lot from that and really just got sucked in. Uh, he's very articulate, has great takes on everything, great stories, and uh, great episodes. So congrats to you boys for nailing that. And uh, moving on, looking forward to right now. Yeah, no, dude, it's beyond stoked. Uh, and J.J., i got to apologize to J.J. because um, we, he had to stop for tacos on his way out to the, the pub. And he's like, you guys, you guys have food? We're like, oh, shit. We don't no, have is it because I'm Mexican? There's tacos, or was it really no, tacos? Or no, did he no. <laughs> another another hint drop. No, no, no. He had to see, say, say stop for tacos. That's JJ. Um, but this time, JJ, I'm sorry to say, the big ginge, who's a, a pit master, I guess you could call him, um, has uh, a little pork butt, some smoked smoked uh, butt, uh, and we are going to enjoy that after. And uh, but I'm so sorry, JJ, you didn't get it. But again. Um, I don't know what to say. It's it's great. Got to come back. Got to come back. Yeah, come back. Um, and real quick, happy uh, belated uh, Mother's Day to all the great oh. hockey moms out there. That was just last weekend. So I got to say that that's uh, wasn't for them. We'd hockey never. We moms. wouldn't all be here. And, Sponsored uh, by Lululemon, <laughs> especially the younger ones. Those, <laughs> all the, the Mike hockey moms. <laughs> the 08, 06. <laughs> um, so uh, without further ado, again we um, we got a big fish. Uh, out here in Eagle River right now, and uh, I'm going to let Walt uh, introduce our, our guest today. Yeah, wow. Uh, the only thing I can say about this guy is, is, is wow. This guy starred, and, and forgive me, this is going to be a long intro. This guy <laughs> starred for the East High Thunderbirds 
We're in 1990. T-Birds fly the highest, just so everyone knows. <laughs> the, hat, the hat says it all. We're, we're, in, we're in the East hat we're, right now. We're in 1995. He, I guess, would you would say lost the, this, won the silver medal in the CIC championship. And a real heartbreaker overtime loss to the Chugiak Mustangs. That was, S- yeah. Silver medal. Uh, hey, hey. Right. <laughs> Team USA <laughs> for two world juniors. Ripped up the BCHL, the WHL. First round draft pick of the New Jersey Devils. 27th overall. Only seven spots behind Chugiak High School's Scott Parker. Calder <laughs> Trophy winner for Rookie of the Year. Two-time Stanley Cup champion. Seven teams over 17 NHL seasons. Top it off with two years of NHL hockey coaching. BCHL legend. WHL legend. Team USA legend. NHL legend, but most importantly, Alaskan hockey legend, none other than Mr. Scott Gomez. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. You guys are doing great. Just want everyone to know that. Uh, you guys got some buzz around the town, so that's, um, that's important. It's, uh, hey, it's always great to see Alaskans doing great. Well, just no, no pressure, but uh, I don't know if you listen to JJ. Uh, his was fabulous. It's Who's JJ? JJ Johnson. <laughs> yeah, but just oh, don't, don't oh, let us down. Don't let us down because JJ was phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I mean, it does not get any better, um, than having, uh, having you here, obviously, um, you were, it's safe to say you're the one that, and no disrespect to the guys who played before you, um, you're the guy that put Alaska hockey on the map easily, <laughs> easily. I mean, no, oh, there are some before you and that, and that's the beauty of it, but you were the guy that, you know, that went out there and, uh, was a legitimate skilled and there goes my mic. Oh, uh, skilled. I told you it happened. But you're you're a legitimate skilled player who dominated at the highest level um, of hockey that there is. So yeah, um, I mean, we'll we'll get into. I'm sure we'll get into all that. But you know, I it's hard for me to say I put us on the map because I still to this day always credit uh, Trajan Langdon for putting Alaska on the map. And um, it's fortunate to. You know, no Trajan since we were kids. Uh, grew up in the City View area, Airport Heights. He grew up in College Gate, I think. But it's more of a, Trajan's the guy that um, let guys like me know at that age that you can you can do something. You can get out of here. I mean, you know, growing up, we all heard it. We all played hockey. It was you'd go outside and you'd hear other teams, other coaches saying that um, you have to leave Alaska if you want to if you want to do something. And uh, I remember now, nowadays, kids leave, you know, really early. But back then it was different. And you start hearing that in your in your head and stuff. And I, you know, tell my dad that I'm probably going to have to move out after freshman year or whatever. But uh, for Trajan, you know, being being at East and seeing a Coach K, Bobby, seeing all the recruits or all the, the top dogs come and recruit this guy, he's the one that really, uh, you know, puts uh, – put us on the map and my generation my kid or my uh my era he's the one that let us dream and then there's other guys that like i said we'll get into it you know the brian swanson's the the dean larson's pete mckinney i mean mike peluso like there's a a list goes on we'll get into that but it's 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 flattering i guess to say that i put us on the map whatever because nate i i guess i owe nate for that but nate thompson but at the end of the day, uh, there's so many guys that paved the way for for all of us that uh, no one really knows about, and we'll get into that. Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, we had, we had Trajan on our on our on our uh, list here because I mean, at that time in the early '90s, I mean, 
the east side of Anchorage is pumping out athletes like no other. I mean, it's you, it's it's Trajan, it's uh, Tosi, it's uh, uh, Keegan Randall a little later. But, I mean, you guys are just on, on – is there something in the water on the east side that was – Well, it's, uh, you know, you guys get to live by the mountains and the hills and <laughs> over here in Eagle River where we, you know, we were in a little ranch-style houses. No, it was, it was just uh, – it was just the way it, it, it was. I mean, the 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 pool of athletes that came out of the east side, not only uh, hockey, but you know, it's different now. It's it's even hard to explain now that once hockey ended, that's when we were all in the ball field. I mean, all these guys like uh, you know Justin Lyle, Cole. I don't know if Tommy was any good, but you know Jack Cole <laughs> at baseball. I mean, we all we all uh, you know we all grew up. I mean, Trajan was an unbelievable baseball player, but we all grew up. Uh, when it was done, I mean, there was – our baseball teams were just even uh, coming from the east side. I mean, so, yeah, we were all definitely proud of that. And, and it's like anything um, – when you're in Alaska, I mean, I mean, I've been to weddings where – not a fight, but literally you get up on the mic and T-birds fly the highest and then what was the Chugiak? You know, Chugiak. And then <laughs> someone gets on there and then the Lynx, I didn't even know they did the wow or whatever. But it was kind of funny because – you just yeah we still you can still talk shit about uh we're all still proud about each part of town we grew up in and i think that's always been great about alaska's uh we all think we're better than uh than everyone else i mean you know i still think uh the best athletes come out of the east side but shugiak i mean they were they were dominant in everything for for years i mean we grew up now there's fact yeah <laughs> yeah until until it really mattered when i when i played and you know they couldn't oh. they couldn't handle it but uh oh, yes. but, uh, yeah. shove it up your hoop <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, is are you making a conscious decision to look like Steve McSwain? I saw your Instagram and checked it out, and there's one picture of you in the kitchen. You look exactly like Steve. I'm like, dude, that's Steve McSwain. Like Swain and I were talking about, it. like, dude, it looks like like Stevie. Well, you know, Stevie's a like Steve McSwain. Gloves. He's a he's a legend. So any any time you can mention with the Steve McSwain, you're definitely uh, you're definitely honored. But where, no, did, he, where was, did he go to high school? Yeah, he was the East Side, East Side guy. He, uh, but no, Stevie. I mean, beautiful guy, beautiful man. I mean, just. He, He's one of the reasons why, if you look at the group of guys that made it or not even made the NHL, but, you know, went to college, um, had a career, played hockey. I mean, guys like Steve McSwain treated us like gold since we were kids. And, I mean, there's other guys that maybe, you know, the jealousy, we all, we've all gone through that. We've all seen it. But, you know, like Steve McSwain, I mean, that guy actually, you know, we all know him personally, but he actually cared. Like, he wanted all of us to, see, you know, succeed, do well, and, and yeah, he was a perfect example of uh, a true Alaskan. But um, no, I I probably wouldn't want to try to look like Stevie. But not taking anything away from him. But he's a handsome guy. Uh, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great he's guy. But guy. You sexy know, as hell. Yeah, but uh, the day I try to look like a white guy, that's the that's the day that ain't <laughs> happening. So uh, we'll go from there. Well, uh, th- you bring that up, and and you know, um, one thing I was thinking about um, is that uh, why it's so special to have you here is that you know a, a guy like you goes out and 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 does so well and and for so long and has such a career um there may be a couple guys jealous of that i don't know but for the most part i would say nine percent of the guys old guys like me um dude i was following every move and i'm huge fan and just so uh grateful and happy for you to be you know an advocate and you're, you are such a good advocate um, and supporter of Alaskan youth hockey that it, uh, it I'm, I'm just like, I was tickled. I mean, I've always wanted to tell you that in person. I never had, but every time you put on your uniform, I'm like, hey, he's playing, he's, part of he's playing for me. You know, I felt like he was playing for me because, you know, I obviously didn't make it anywhere and, and uh, for a good reason. But, um, 
but dude, it, it's such a powerful thing. And I, and I, we're going to have other youth, uh, kids that are ripping up Hunter Strand, Jeremy Swayman. There's some oh. kids that are just killing it. And I do. Cameron yes. McDonald. I can't, but I want all these guys to freaking do well. It, it, and so it's just a big, um, watching you play and, and showing that and going out to the, uh, the park trip and you had the, the Stanley Cup and I mean it was just it was huge for so me it's, it was just, Steve, it's just like he said about Steve McSwain like you want to see these guys do good exactly and that's what makes exactly. these guys want to do good there paves the way yeah. I mean. well it's it's also you say that but like guys growing up I was maybe a little not too young but excuse me um you know like your dad was from the older generation all our coaches you know the Scott McLeod's anyone we had you know, your dad's name was was someone that that kind of proved or kind of showed the Alaskan mentality that uh, you know it doesn't matter. We were all proud of each other, and yeah, I remember exactly. uh, I remember and I remember like you know I you know interacting with your dad a couple times as a kid. You you don't know anything, you don't remember, but just remembering how he treated everyone, whether you know, obviously you guys are proud of being in Eagle River, Chugach, but. It was other kids. It's just the respect when you saw him walking in the, in the rink. It was, and but the guy cared. The guy wanted, to, and so I think I think a lot of Alaskans were always like that. Um, and, you know, and saying how proud we are. You know, like I guess growing up as a kid, you know, he hated Duke. Absolutely <laughs> yeah, hated yeah, Duke. Yeah, I mean that was like you know Duke was the, and then as soon as Trajan went to Duke, Loved it him. was like hey we're all Duke people now. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean it just yeah. and that's and I and I always took pride in that. We're that's how Alaskans are. I mean, you know, especially when I was younger, you, those first couple of years coming back home, it was a whirlwind. And you'd get guys that, uh, you know, explain their story that I would have been here if I wouldn't have got hurt and or I would have done this and that. And those are usually the guys you're just like, where the true Alaskans were. Or not, I'm not saying they're not, but the guys that got it right away were just proud. Like, they not only, and I always remember because all those teams I grew up with, all they're still close friends to this day. It wasn't I was just doing it. It was we're all doing this. Like exactly because the time of your life is when you're a kid playing hockey and we all just were idolized by the game. We we just craved it and I got fortunate to to make it, but that was one thing that was very, very important to me is hey, if I'm taking this ride, uh all of Alaska's coming with me or at least you know me. I mean, we're all gonna enjoy this and and uh, that was always really important to me. No, absolutely. And I think uh I mean I speak for again most of the hockey uh, majority of the hockey community is is good like that and the hockey community you know is a small world but in alaska it's it's that much smaller and yeah we're we're pulling for each other we're pulling for every exactly. kid that comes out of here to go do well and, like, but you're the first kid that went out and like really well, yeah kicked some serious ass but it, it's funny um so i i you know kind of was already established and then that's when like Brandon Dubinsky, Nate Thompson, Joey Crab, you know um Carl, you know, Carl, yeah, Timmy Wallace, Matty Carl, and I remember that's when uh, I guess I can't believe I'm giving him a shout out to the Penguin, but Todd Christian made that. Uh, <laughs> he put uh, the Penguin, he, yeah, that's right. Put uh, Purple S10. He yeah. put uh, you know, he had a a summer league All Star game, and I, at that point I wasn't skating, whatever. And he um, he, I remember people were trying to to make uh, an issue. With like, oh, here's the next coming up guys. You know, Gomez is probably jealous, or uh, I don't mean to go third person, but it, it, I remember that, and I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, you know, one thing, and we're all good buddies, all of us. Yeah. And it was literally like, that's not gonna happen to us. 
like we're hey we're we're alaskans we're we're proud of each other like whether you do this or that hey we all got each other's back and that was really important to me i guess me being the older one but yeah i made sure i mean i remember the first time i took a face off against nate and he's in the island and i'm taking a face off against him and they were younger we all know that in the hockey world it's like dog years. I mean, if a yeah. guy is a couple years younger than you, that's like five. I mean, I, I didn't grow up with those guys. I didn't play. And I remember taking a face off against Nate. We, we knew each other. And he's got his stick. And I was no, I was, you know, I'm no genius at taking a face off. I wasn't that good. But he had his stick the wrong way. And he was in his defensive zone. And I remember telling him, I was like, hey, switch your stick around. Like, go backhand. Like, and just stuff like that because – that's just hey, the corner. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's it's uh, you're gonna be stronger like that. But those, you know, whether I won or lost, I'm, I was I was just as proud as, you know, about time people get to understand that uh, that we you know it was a hockey hotbed here. We have a we have a lot of talent. And we have uh, you know we're we're proud of it. And uh, and that was one thing I really emphasized was we're not gonna be those guys that there's an issue. I mean, our town's too small. There's plenty of issues going around here. Exactly. Like, like, also, like we're not going to be those guys. And, and that's been great. I mean, the relationships all of us have had, we've, you know, like the day I retired, um, the first, uh, I don't know if maybe it was just, but me being whatever, but the first guys I called were all those guys. I shot a text to all the guys that played just to let them know first that, you know, I don't know if it was an obligation, but, just saying that they, they, they shouldn't hear it from anyone else. That, right. I mean, because they deserve that. They earned that right. Not earned it. Right. I mean, no, no, I get it. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, classic. I want to, Hey, that's, that's the respect we've all, all of us have always had for, with each other. And, uh, and, and that's past the guys that didn't make it are had great careers. They taught us that. I mean, it's just, uh, going to any rink on a Saturday, or any camps, all the older guys were always so great to us younger guys that it just, uh, if you, if you didn't pass that, uh, pass that down or pass it on, you were, you know, you're an asshole. And that's right. just the way it was. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Well, it, that's that's good to hear. Um, I, I want to kind of, um, you know, you've been on Spit and Chicklets, which is, I mean, I think it was the best one they ever done. <laughs> that episode was classic. Uh, especially they did the video, which uh, I think we might be doing some video today. Too. Yeah, we got video. Yeah. Right now we got our boy TJ Webb. He's yep. from a, sir, he's one of those service people. So we'll it's give nice. him a, uh, you know, yeah. But uh, yeah, he went to safe. So I don't know what kind of kid that, that was, but, <laughs> but anyway, um, He's filming because uh, we've been partners, not like that, but we're in a partnership. <laughs> we're That's in okay. A, we're, you're in well, the, no, you're the circle of trust. There's nothing wrong with that. But, there's nothing wrong with that. But it, uh, so yeah, we got it together. And we were, um, we were, you know, after you retired, after the coaching, you got to do something. It's, you know, you got to have some kind of routine. But we were gonna do. Uh, we still are. We're doing a documentary series. Um, Arctic icons about people that you know have made it out of Alaska, like you know, we NHL guys, uh, NBA guys, all our Olympians, NFL. So we did that, and when we got quarantined, we were, uh, you know, we're just kind of sitting around. I'm stuck with this guy, and I was like, well, we might as well start. <laughs> we might as well start filming, uh, filming, um, you know, survival tips on how to live in Alaska. Well, that's where so, I saw yeah, the first yeah, one. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? First time, like, a fire. Well, yeah, first yeah. time, yeah, he's starting a fire, but the the uh, the camera work, the effects. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he is yeah. Fucking <laughs> on. Either, either he is really bored and he's learned yeah. all this stuff, or he's got a professional. And it's now funny we, you say that. You say that because people were like, "All right, what the fuck, man? How how?" And I'm like, "No, I actually got a. Ca it's kind of neat having a camera guy living with you because he's like." Hey, record this or whatever, but yeah, we just uh, we started having fun with it. Like, does he ever come in when you're taking a shit, dude? Come on, man. No, I grew up with one bathroom. <laughs> he, he's learned the rules pretty. <laughs> the, the thing that, if you know me, I'm kind of an asshole. Where 
I just don't talk all day. I mean, people find it hard to believe, you know, talking at night, get a couple of drinks with me. But, but yeah, the guy doesn't say a word. So you, any of you guys can room with me all you want, as long as you don't talk, because I don't talk. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, it's been great. But uh, to have a service cougar living at your house one day, it, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it was, uh, I thought that at first, but, uh, yeah. Quarantine with a cougar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I've lived with a cougar for service cougar for uh, 14 years now. Ooh. Uh, yeah. You're still alive. Uh, yeah, I'm still alive. Yeah, You're but you can alive. get it naked and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> Quarantine time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, um, like we, we mentioned the spit and chicken, which was so, so good. And and, uh, and we all obviously follow that because we're hockey guys and it's fun. Um, but we want to kind of go back um, – kind of to the beginning of of your hockey journey, if you will. Um, so we kind of read up, I read, I read up on you, not that I didn't know, but I did learn a couple different things. Um, so one of them was, uh, Carlos, your dad, awesome dude. I mean, beyond awesome, what he's done, what you've done and what he's done, uh, for the game of hockey in Alaska is just incredible. So hats off to Carlos, great guy. Um, I, I love seeing him at the rink. I love seeing him at the uh, – last time I saw him, I was actually in the penalty box at the um, at the, the alumni tournament, oh, and I, I got a penalty, and I wasn't wearing – I don't wear a face mask. Yeah. So I'm in there, and he's like, uh, you need to have a shield. Or uh, the rest, like, you need to have a shield. I'm like, no, Carlos. Carlos said I'm, I'm okay. Oh, Your dad walks around and goes – Nope. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he let me go without game without without one. But he um, did because I didn't. Shit, I didn't have a I didn't have a shield that first game, and they're freaking out. And my dad comes in with some other guy or my brother in law Jack's helmet, and it's all sweaty. And so I don't. I mean, yeah, I'm forty. Nasty. I'm like, Dad, I ain't putting that. I'm like, it. yeah. And so yeah, he uh, he's one of a kind. There's there's no doubt about it. I had I had, Subway, I had one on the next one. That's at Subway. Yeah. Yeah, it was at Subway. That's, a, that's Subway's rule. You no, no. I think it, well, I think it's is it USA? Sub, oh, Subway's rule is half shield. We don't have to wear we don't wear wear we don't have to wear because uh, I don't want to wear one. Yeah, we don't have to no. wear shields like at the Mac for ERA. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Well, that's why you go River is better. I guess. <laughs> just ERA is one of the reasons. That you um, so well, there's just more white trash up here, so they could. It's slowly blowing in from the valley. Oh, you say that <laughs> slowly blowing. I lived in, in the valley, so yeah, I that's got, true. I, yeah, you that's know, right. I, that's the thing though. Uh, when I first went to Jersey, not to say, but you know, they take pride in Jersey tough, Jersey and, and Jersey. Yeah, and, and one of the the bartenders, I'll never forget this. Mike Cedarella goes, "We're Jersey trash," you know, because New York City right there. And I said, motherfucker, we're Alaskan trash. It's the same thing. I mean, yeah, we take pride in that. Someone goes, you can't say that. I'm like, no, it's no one. No one's going to get offended in Alaska. No. I mean, if you're if, if you're one of those people, you probably should move out of the state because that's what makes this place special. <laughs> it's a badge of honor. Yeah. So I think it was uh, 1983. You're four years old. Your dad's uh, dad takes you to uh, a UA game. So no, one thing I couldn't was it at. The was that the old sports? Far, so it was those at the old sports? Yeah, we didn't yeah. know. It was like right then yeah. the, where they changed. So no. um, your dad takes you to the UA game, which is the big at that time. That's the only game in town. Great game. So do you remember any of the players that you Yeah, you I remember uh, obviously, uh, you know, you know, you're a kid. You just But I remember Tim Molly was Tim like, uh, he, you know, he should have won the Norris Trophy every year. You remember seeing that? Uh, Lloyd Dagelman, um, Mike Hilner. Uh, Tony, Tony, Matani, or, uh, Tony Catani, Catani. I can name all those guys. I mean, we could go. Was Sorensen on that team? Uh, no, I think, he was... I think he was already gone. But what happened was, is, um, my dad takes me to a hockey game and, you know, the crowd's packed. I mean, it's too bad people 
couldn't get the you know remember those bleachers come down yeah and you know so oh they remember because that's where they play now yeah 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 i mean okay so there so my old man takes me to the game um i'm i'm hooked you know i this is and this comes the story where this is where my dad comes into play i guess on that um the next day i want to play hockey so back then it was it was incredible the boys and girls club would uh would uh give out gear and so i do remember uh remember this uh we go to the boys and girls club over in by spinard and we're we're in a line and they would provide all the gear besides skates gloves and helmet and your stick whatever so, but so, so shoulder pads, pads pen, yeah yeah everything. and so got the gear go out and i mean i absolutely and this story's been told a bunch but i absolutely hated hockey because the boys and girls club would provide uh learn to skate and um so i'm out there and i just man it looked it looked easy when i was watching it and now it's just i don't like it so i go home after a couple sessions and i i tell my mom that and i'm you know as much as i'm a man's man I'm, i'm a mama's boy and like my mom being the way my mom is i was like kids are making fun of me which they probably weren't but i was like kids are making fun of me i i'm gonna get hurt i don't like it my mom's like you can quit right now so my dad's like gives me an old uh gomez speech that gomez has never quit like you know rah 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 you you got to finish the year and uh that's just the way it is you're not quitting and so years later i think uh me and my dad are driving out to Kenai and and uh I think I'm 17 or 18. I'm like, dad, you know, shit's, shit's going to happen. And I'm like, you know, dad, uh, thanks. Thanks for giving me that Gomez like speech when I needed it. And my old man's sitting there and he's like, what? And I was like, <laughs> and I, and I tell him, I'm like, you know, you, you gave me that, that speech. Gomez's don't quit. And my old man looks at me and he goes, did you really believe that? He goes, <laughs> goes fuck. I bought you a brand new pair of skates. For like 50 bucks or you know or whatever it was back then and he goes i bought you a brand new pair of skates there's no way that money was going to go to waste you were finishing that year no matter what i just sat there and i was like oh shit but but <laughs> fucking disney disney yeah, movie yeah but 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 to, it's funny because a couple of years ago i didn't my dad grew up in san diego and like everyone it's you know he didn't play hockey but he, he's always been in love with it and you know you always i'm really close to my parents and you always just kind of learn something where my mom and dad were like literally like um or my mom was like i was talking to my mom one time and she goes your dad used to rush home from work this is in 85 so i don't remember the oiler like like my first super bowl was the chicago bears that i remember the year before was the rams or the raiders and the uh, the redskins no recollection that my first super bowl would be the 85 bears and i remember my mom was telling me she goes you know your dad used to rush home from work because um there was a guy named gretzky that was playing and they'd play the game you know we they would they'd have the game on and your dad and i'm like shit i didn't know dad loved hockey that much because one of his you know he grew up with the san diego goals he loved willie o'reed one of his greatest honors is you know becoming great friends with willie o'reed you know tremendous star foundation and all that but um yeah so my dad's always been into hockey and then when the seawolves it was it was a no-brainer that that uh that i guess i was gonna love hockey but it's just funny how you learn because i'm like wait dad would come home 
to watch the Edmonton Oilers, and I had no recollection of it. She's like, yeah, there was. My mom's like, yeah, there. You know, obviously she knows who Gretzky is now, but she goes, all your dad would talk about was this guy Gretzky. Like, I gotta watch this thing, and I gotta watch this guy. And uh, you know, I was always pretty neat to me. But in saying that, we had a we had my grandmother's birthday. Uh, it was my first year in the Rangers, so I think it was 2007. Uh, I'm not good with the dates, but. I mean, I've been out with my cousins. We have a huge family. I've been out with them all week. I'm flying out in New York at like, from San Diego at like, you know, seven, eight in the morning. And my old man calls me and he's like, "Hey, let's uh, let's go for uh, let's go for a toddy, let's you know, drink." And I said, "And I know, you know, I was like, Dad, I don't think I can. Like, I'm hurting. Like, it, we've all been there. Like, yeah. it's." And my old man says, "No, no, you can, you know, you can have one more. Let's let's go." And anyway, so I go down. And we're going around San Diego, Pacific uh, Pacific Beach, and it's where my parents stay now in the winter. But we're going there, and my dad takes me to this uh, boys and girls club, and he we're, we're, and we just parked the car right there before we're going out. And he goes, "That's the re-. everyone always asks, you know, how you made it or whatever." And I go, he, and he points to the boys and girls club, and he goes, "That's the reason why you made it, because you know they were poverty." I mean, my parents' story is is. My dad had eleven brothers. I mean, it is there. You know, I everyone tried to make that into my story. Where no, I, I was a spoiled kid. I mean, my dad was always worked, but their story is incredible. But he goes, the only thing that saved me, you know, they were they they were the they were the family that, uh, you know, rent was due. <laughs> they don't pay the rent. They just move. You just move to the next place. And but my dad said that that rec center right there, that's the reason why you made it. He's like, this would save me. I'd you'd go there every day, and that's why. I know my name's on it. I get tons of credit for the for the foundation, but that's my dad's dream to was to give back to you know all the kids in Alaska. And obviously, I'm that's it's the it's probably the most I'm proud of out of all my things is is to have that. I mean, my name's on it, but that's my dad's dream. That's my dad's baby, the foundation and what he's done. But it's funny how the story just pointing at that boys and girls club, and that was his dream to like, hey, when we decided we're gonna do something. It was, hey, we're going to get back to kids that don't, don't have the opportunity or at least, you know, because hockey such a, it's such a special game. Not only is it a great game, but the relationships. I mean, we all played, obviously we all played at a different level, but you get a bunch of hockey guys around. I mean, it's, we're all on the same level, and that's that's the thing. I remember, I remember he used to always laughing where a guy would come up and he's going to play one game. He's probably going to play one game in his career, and he's kind of embarrassed in the room. You know, he knows he's just up here for, whatever to call up and i remember i was just always going up to the guy and just being like you know because it happened to me the older guys come up and they, when you're before your first game they shake your hand and they're like welcome yeah. you're welcome and you're just like i remember scotty stevens coming up to me welcome and then there was just a line oh, of guys Heard a of line of guys just started coming up shaking my hand welcome welcome and i remember i and things change hey the it's the way life works but anyone that was new I, it was just one of those things i'd go up to him shake his hand there was other old school guys that would do that and you know welcome and the guy remember one time this guy kid goes hey man i'm only gonna play one game like it's not a big deal and i was like not a big fuck deal. off man fuck. i was like for the rest of your life you will you will you played one game in the national hockey league wait till you go out there for warm-ups that's the greatest thing ever the warm-ups but you can always go for the rest of your life say that you played in a national league hockey game where the percentages to even do that. Like, so be proud of it. And then, and that's not coming from me. That was coming from the older guys that it didn't matter if a guy played one game or a thousand game. It's the respect factor that, that I think hockey players have always, uh, have always had and shown, you know, and I think you saying that Gomer, like 
I don't know that that happens at all sports. I think that maybe when someone comes in the locker room, they feel defensive right away, like, oh, shit, this guy's here to take my spot. And like you said, it's something that was passed on to you by someone other than now, you that's been in the league, and you pass it on to someone else. Well, I shouldn't say that because training camps were different. Like, back <laughs> – like No friends no in training I mean, camp. it was – I remember uh, – you especially talk to the older guys. I remember a great story Mike Eldridge told me. Uh, Tony Granado, you know, U.S. legend, he – they're in San Jose – and a guy that everyone's hyping up is going to, you know, you know, he's kind of at the end of his career and, you know, good kid, great kid. And Tony Granado's uh, like meaning he was always great to great off the ice. Great. I mean, great, great guy. You always never heard a bad thing about him. But I remember <laughs> the, uh, Mikey, the trainer telling me, he's like, Tony Granado's basically swords this guy in the face like baseball bats him in the face the kid goes down and everyone's mad at tony granado for a second and tony granado looks at the trainer and goes this fucking guy's trying to take my job <laughs> and that's i i'm glad i grew up with that kind of era where like i still had those guys yeah. that like like yeah i mean it's hey and, and and that's the greatest part about if you do get a chance if you talk to guys that you know played when there was original six their stories are incredible because I mean, there was only how many teams? I mean, yeah, the original whatever, and and there, six. yeah, six. <laughs> there was uh, these beers are getting yeah, east, but, uh, east high school, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they those stories. I mean, imagine that. Like that's why they didn't believe in like a pulled pulled groin or anything. I mean, you you, you just didn't lose your job. But no, but uh, it, once you got on the ice, it's all business. But off the ice, man, there were so many sweethearts that just. That just took care of you. That that cared, and then and I, I was fortunate enough to learn from them. That uh, and I already had the Alaskan thing because guys were so great to me uh, growing up like that. But uh, at the end of the day, because life goes so short, hockey it's gonna end. It's gonna end. But the relationships you do have are the guys that off the ice took care of you. They realize that hey, there's there's it's called life, and you're gonna you know, and there's not one vet I can still call today if I need advice or or just a bullshit around. Well, dude, that 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 story about like like having a guy come up and play one game. <laughs> I, I mean, like I said about JJ, dude, I would, I dreamt about that my whole life, dude. I, that must be just. I mean, even your first game, you must have been like, "Fuck, man, I'm I am suiting up in the National Hockey League." Well, like, I was holy shit. That's got to be. I, I was pissed because I should have made it my 18 year old year. I was the last <laughs> cut. I'm still mad about that, but I, you know, anyway, I didn't. I got sent back to juniors. And, um, yeah, it do, um, there was, uh, the night before I think I told that story in Spitting Chickens, me and this guy go out and we didn't yeah, know yeah. who was playing, uh, me and Eric Bertrand. And anyway, the next day, two days later, the practice is at, or we had, a, we had the last preseason game and, um, I, I show up in the room and I was wearing number 48 for training camp and I had a hell of a camp. I was like, all right, just going to be, you know, New and, and when I played baseball, um, I played for East. I was number 48. Cause the coach wouldn't give me number 11 because the senior was gone, but he was going to play Legion. So they didn't want to give me the number. And I'm like, I'm not playing Legion. I got hockey. Well, anyway, yeah, long yeah. I was still bitter about that, but so <laughs> I, I was always 40. So maybe it was a good luck number, but he, um, I come in the locker room and, it's. I guess I can tell you guys when you walk in the locker room and you see it's like anything, but when you see an NHL jersey hung up 
with your name on it. <laughs> I mean, it is like it's it's even, and that's one thing that never left. Like, um, and I I'll show you what I did all the time to piss guys off. But I just I'd go up to my jersey, and I would swipe it down, and then I'd act like I'm doing a little prayer or something. And guys would be like, "What the fuck?" Just just something. Yeah. Just and then usually there's a the jerseys were made in Canada. No offense to any Canadians, because I, yeah. I love Canada. But then I'd rip the thing off, and I'd make sure the Canadian guys were looking, and I'd throw it on the ground and like, spit on it. <laughs> yes, yeah, like because I it just that's the U.S. mentality. I, I'm not USA. wearing, I'm not wearing, USA. I'm not putting anything on that's got a Canadian. And and the, and, and the Canadians would be the same way. The guy, it just it was oh, it, yeah. we all had our little thing. But I do remember, um, I'm sitting there and I see number 23, and I'm. I should be the happiest guy ever. It means I've made the team. A couple guys told me I was going to make it, but I, I was actually kind of pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck? Who the, the yeah, fuck? 23. Like, I wanted number 11, but Jordan. Madden had it. And so Larry Robinson, the great Larry Robinson, which is one of the greatest yeah, human dude. beings ever. Not even, I mean, he is legit the nicest guy. Like, he is the man. And Larry, not only probably one of the best hockey players ever, but Larry comes up to me, assistant coach, and he says, uh, what's wrong? And I was like, and I can't believe I did this, but me being the punk kid from East Side, this I guess. is bullshit. And I was like, what the? <laughs> T-birds fuck? fly higher. Yeah, I was yeah, like, come on. I was like, what the fuck? Why do I gotta be number twenty-three? And this guy cannot believe I'm saying this. He's like, and he says, uh, he goes, well, what's wrong with twenty-three? And I'm like, who's twenty-three? Jordan's only. Jordan's got that. Like basketball. I'm like, there's no hockey players twenty-three. And he goes, well, Bob Gainey. And I said, yeah, but Bob Gainey's a defensive guy. Like, man, I'm on flair. I'm flat. I'm flat. Like, just how around my peers I could be, you know, I'm talking third person basically. And Larry's just dying. And he's like, oh, really? He goes, what number do you want? I said, well, fuck, uh, 11. Like, I should be number 11. And he, and I just then the trainer walks in and he turns to the trainer because they just made cuts. Like, th- this is the team now. And he turns to the trainer and he says, hey, uh, Dana is, um, is number uh, 11 available? And, and and the trainer looks and he goes, yeah, it's available in Albany, which is the minor <laughs> league team. He turns to me and goes, you still want number 11? I was like, fuck, no. I love 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's how, that's how that, that number worked. Was, yeah, that, I didn't, was that Dana yeah. Hines? What's that? Was that Dana Hines? Uh, the guy that the equipment manager yeah, for Pittsburgh yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not oh. Pittsburgh. I think he's in RPI. Okay. I think, yeah, no, I, I should know his last name, but yeah. But uh, yeah, that's so. That's how that story with the twenty three. Twenty three is great. Oh, awesome. dude, I love it'll it. Work. Yeah, it'll, yeah, work. it'll work. It'll work. I guess it'll work. Yeah. I guess it'll work. I'll well, take it. I want to go back to. Uh, um, so we talked about boys and girls club. I actually played boys and girls club back. Okay, again, my 70s, first year. My first year. Seventies. They had. We didn't have mm-hmm. any. Or, we didn't have the Mustang Hockey Association. It was mm-hmm. boys and girls club. It, then AHA, I think, eventually came out here. But so yeah, boys and girls club was it. And, uh, um, but. The Scotty Gomez Hockey Association and the foundation kind of took up where that left off, yeah. did it not? I mean, like, so 2013, they they go, they're done, and they remember the Bulldogs. Yeah, and, yeah. And the Bulldogs, Bulldogs had some good teams. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 they uh, The Bulldogs would always shock you. Like, yeah. it would be like, you know, they were, they were it, let's say, whatever, you know, when I was a mite, it was obviously the All-Stars were the best, then it was us, I, was, I played for the North Stars, and then Chugiak would come, and then you know, Bulldogs were always fourth, but every odd tournament, yeah. you know, the Bulldogs would Upset make it to the, yeah, they'd make it to the, yeah, because yeah. I remember the Van Ness brothers were, yeah, uh, and like, were, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like McCoy, was, Scott McCoy was on a Bulldog, yeah, Den- they, Denny Gould, yeah, Denny yeah, Gould, yeah. Uh, Ross Ships, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were, they were a little older, but, Steve McSherry, but back in those days, yeah, I remember, because those were, uh, 
yeah, I mean, the Bulldogs would always shock you. Uh, you. You couldn't take it lightly. Let's put it that way. Well, that that's great. I mean, because because your your dad, you already explained it. A uh, big part of his life was boys boys club. Uh, see, back when I played, it was boys club. I'm sure it was the same with your dad. Now, it's boys and girls boys club. And girls club. Now you which, said that I didn't. It's which, boys and girls club, which is great. Um, so, you guys not only do this the. Um, you have the foundation, and through that, you do the high, this, the association where you charge a minimal, you have a token amount, but they do get some, some, uh, you know, I don't even know what a house league costs now, but probably mm. two thousand bucks ish and on mm, up. Yeah. So it, it's uh, it's giving back to that same. I mean, what a beautiful story! And then not only that, you guys saved the uh, uh, ASD girls hockey. Um, well, Dick Sports. I mean, they they get a big they, shout out for that because that was big just time. that was amazing what they did. But I remember my old man talking to me, and you know, when he the thing about the guy, man, he's stubborn. I mean, we're all stubborn as it going, but this guy is beyond stubborn. And, and if someone tells him he can't do it, and you know, he's gonna, you know, just like I said, the way they were raised, the way him and my uncles, um, and and the fact was when that was all going down, and my dad, you know, told me was about it. At the end of the day. Any kid, especially here in Alaska, I mean, you can't say you can't play hockey, whether you're a boy or a girl. And so my dad really, and then, like I said, Dick Sports jumped in into that, and it was, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Alaska should always be uh, grateful for Dick Sports. I mean, if you're in the hockey community, um, but why yeah. isn't there? Why isn't there? I thought, I thought for sure they're going to say, no, Dick Sports is coming to you <laughs> next day, but we never did. Yeah, no, they, it was, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and I think that's just always been the mentality. Like it was so special. And we can all ju- we can all say the same thing. I mean, hockey was so special. Where like your closest friends, even if you were in comp, and some of my best buddies, I mean, they played house their whole the whole. But once it's the game, it's it's hockey. I mean, yeah. we all grew up playing on East Twentieth. It's it's whether someone's better or not. We still all love you know. We still all love the game. And and to, to have a kid, no matter what gender, you you can't play because it's gonna affect the other. The other kids, whether the competition's good, well, no, that's not right. I mean, hey, it's it, the old Alaskan saying. I guess my dad's saying, hey, if you're good enough, they'll find you. Because that, that's a fact. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it doesn't matter. So that was always the we grew up in Alaska, Dad. No one's gonna no. If you're good enough, they'll find you. It doesn't matter. And and the same for you know the women. So it, it that was that was another thing. That's like I said, it's all my dad. That that uh, that's his that's his bread and butter. He loves the family. The people on the the people on the the board. I mean one of the greatest human beings I've ever met in my life that was a father figure to my dad and he was only a couple of years older but the guy that also gets credit for the foundation is uh, Michael Connor and he passed away uh, a couple of years ago cancer but he he's right up there I mean you think of uh, you think of the Scotty Gomez Foundation you think of me and my dad but Michael Connor is right uh, you know he, he he's he was the bread and butter of all that and uh, yeah I mean truly missed but it was guys like that that had the Alaska mentality that, hey, um, no one's saying no to us. Yeah, what what mean? What a what a great story, and really, and really, and actually, that leads me to my other question: your thoughts on a on the change that's been happening in hockey, um, taking place in hockey for a while. It, I hate to call it a white collar sport, but is it becoming a white collar sport? I mean, right here, right in our town, we pay three hundred fifty to four hundred bucks an hour for ice. Um, 
nationally maybe not so much here but you have coaches making a comfortable living like six figure living uh coaching youth hockey so personally really sure i'm, sure. I'm not well, ex- well exactly well, i can tell you what my what could i what could i make if I- yeah <laughs> well well double that probably, <laughs> I think. but uh i know my son can play in the ushl and i know his coach um i'm not gonna name his name but he took he was coaching a 16 triple a team in Detroit area, which that's like the best, oh, yeah, yeah. best, that's best. Like, yeah. But he took a pay cut to come to the USHL to coach. Like, what in the fuck is wrong with that picture? But it, it's becoming, I hate to say it, it's becoming, it, it's always been notorious for, hey, it's, it's you kids play hockey. Oh, yeah, well, I don't, that's why I don't have a boat. I don't have this, I don't have that. But it, it's even worse now. It's, it's becoming a, a serious yeah. issue. Well, I mean, in, 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 in regards to that, like, I was one of those kids that I guess, Luckily, I you know I had some talent, but you know I a little bit. I I know that uh, well a lot, but I uh, <laughs> but uh, I know that uh, I know I was one of those kids that got helped out, like got helped out, and it was you know so and and you're talking about for like fees. Yeah, I mean like you it. know like and like I said, my dad was a construction worker. He was he was, and that's why you know we, my dad. Hey, there's always food on the table. There was I was a spoiled kid. I mean we didn't you know we didn't have the big house anything, but I like. I'll give you a story about kind of when I grew up. I'm 15 years old. I'm a sophomore, which I should have been a freshman, but I'm a sophomore, and I don't know. I guess I'm I'm doing okay. Where I got asked to like three different proms, and <laughs> I think and actually my my camera guy T.J. Webb, his family uh, ran Dooley's, so fuck him. They charged. Oh really? They the charged. Yeah, place. they charged. God. They charged uh, 50 bucks for it. Was 50 right? Yeah, for a tux. And so I you know, I got asked to go to this diamond prom. This girl oh, I loved her. But Jody Scott. And, and, no, it wasn't no. That was Nate's girl. <laughs> that was Nate Wheeler's girlfriend. But uh no, it was uh I forgot what, but but I I uh I <laughs> I <laughs> I didn't even know that, but I uh I go in the old the living room, my old man's there and I'm like uh he's sitting there, he's laying down and you know the guy works construction, and I'm like, Dad, I need to go uh, rent another tux. And my old man <laughs> fucking gives me the like, you, you know. And, and as you get older, you realize that fuck the the son of a bitch probably had a bad day at work. Fucking mom's probably on him, whatever. Yeah. He's just trying to relax. And I'm like, here's this kid, like, you know. And I was, I was a lazy kid. Like, it's hard to believe my dad's the hardest working guy ever. But I mean, lazy. Like, you know, because my mom basically did everything. But, but. And I remember going in there, and I'm like, Dad, I, um, you know, cocky. I'm shooting hoops because I had a little hoop in the in the living room there. And I'm like, Hey, I need a. And my dad just kind of snapped, and he's like, What do you think? Uh, you think money just grows off trees? We've all heard that from yeah. our parents. And I remember looking at him like, and I'm kind of older now. And I'm like, I wouldn't say it, but in my head, I'm like, Fuck you, man. I'm like, you know what? I'll go. You know. And so me and Ben Brady, which was a goalie, uh, went to East and West. Me and Ben Brady the next day went and got job applications, and we almost got hired at Baskin and Robbins. Almost, but, but they wanted uh, they wanted uh, you had to work Friday and Saturday, so it's like no, that ain't happening. Deal but, killer. Yeah, yeah, that was a deal killer. So I remember my mom told my dad that I'm looking for job applications. I'm getting you know went went to all the fast foods, everything. I'm gonna get a job just to shove it up my dad's ass. And my old man grabs me like two days later, and he says, "All right, all right." I was in a bad mood. I was in a bad mood. He goes, "You're not getting a job." He goes, "Cause you're gonna work the rest of your you're gonna work the rest of your life." 
And he goes, I never had a childhood. And he goes, my fucking kid's going to have a childhood. You're going to be at the ballpark. You're going to play. And I never forget my dad told me that. It was just like, and I ended up not, you know what? I didn't even go to the prom with her because I was like, I don't know. I did. I just was like, it hit me kind of like, it was just, it was a, it's a moment that I was like, man, this guy is pretty cool. Like, like, but I'm never, yeah, you're not getting a job because trust me, you're going to work the rest of your life. We didn't know the hockey thing was going to work out. But, but, uh, liar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you fucking uh, lied to me, Dad. But, that, but that's another thing. I think people don't realize in us growing up in Alaska, and I think maybe in the U.S., but no, because my friends from Chicago, Michigan, they were they were more exposed to, like, they're already talking about kids, you know, this is a pro prospect or whatever. We were the only goal, and it's hard for parents to hear that today, or the only goal was to get a college scholarship. So my parents went out to pay for college. That yeah, was that was yep. it. Like it wasn't. Yep. It was not the NHL. We were asked, us coming from here, like people ask, "What was your, uh, what was your favorite NHL team?" And I'm like, "I didn't really have one because the SeaWolves were." I'll get into that, but the SeaWolves were God. But when we were kids, remember uh, Prime uh, Sports West? Yeah, they'd play all the Penguins games. Yeah, so we got to see Mario. We got to see the best guy playing. I mean, those those were always the games on. So it was never a, a fan of a of a team. It was just you're a fan of a players because we didn't we didn't have anyone to follow. Yeah. We didn't. It wasn't like we had a you know this, oh we see this guy every day. But so Pittsburgh actually was like you know there was a bunch of teams, but uh, but college was the goal, and that's why like my parents used to always get asked. Like, what's the secret? Like, how did he do it? How, what's the secret? My parents, and they think, they think they're holding back. Where, fuck, this kid was a kid. Like, my dad, I never got yelled at hockey. I got yelled at twice. One time we were at Mokehi, and I was a mite. This is before I went to North Stars because I was, I was kind of a plugger when I first made the North Star team because I got cut by the All Stars. But we move. Uh, Fucking All Stars. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm playing, and I think. I just saw Gretzky play, and I never forget. I think I took the puck like up the ice like three times, back and forth, back and forth, and it wasn't. It was same as soccer. I we all played soccer growing up with yep. the you know the jerseys that switch over like, yeah, oh yeah. and we all played soccer and the same thing. At one time they had to put me in goalie, and I grabbed the ball and I just went down and scored because at that age it was pretty easy. You just fake one way and right. you go the other. It wasn't nothing special. But I remember my dad got in the car and he's just like, like I got, you know, everyone knows Carlos Gomez. Oh, he's so nice and sweet. That guy is a motherfucker. That guy was, <laughs> that guy was scary, man. That, that son of a bitch was scary. He, like, he was a good dad. Oh, he was a good dad. Man, was, I knew it wasn't my friend till, you know, that I knew he wasn't my friend till later on in life. That was my dad. Like I, I was, that guy was scary. And, and he, um, he, I remember I got just screamed at like, like you don't ever do that. He like, was embarrassed. Yeah, because yeah, I was, was the kid. I was the kid that like you know that's a reflection on him. Yeah, absolutely. So then the next time we're we're living, I was living in Palmer, and Matsu and same thing. I didn't pass the puck. I just was, things were starting because, uh, I got lucky too, because when I lived in Palmer, uh, that's the year in '88 when Palmer won the state championship, where Palmer and Wasilla were the two best teams. It was 80, so, 89. It was at 89? 89. Okay, 89. It, uh, Cotton Gore. Cotton, Cotton Gore. Cotton Gore. Lee Shanahan. Lee Shanahan. Uh, Chris Carney. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, John Bingham, I think it was a D. Like, but so we're, we're living out in the valley, but I'm watching I'm watching the best best hockey there is. Like when Wasilla and Pete, uh, Pete Dahl were, were family friends with yeah. the Dahls, great. But we're watching like 
like when Wasilla and Palmer got together, it was I, and as a kid. That's I mean, you're seeing the only thing I think. So go to, go back to that. It was literally like my dad yells at me for you know you got to pass the puck, which you know we all know I didn't score in a hundred games, so I blame my dad for that. But but yeah, I mean I grew up, and the only thing different from me growing up here were in '89, as you say, I got to watch Cotton Gore every day in Palmer. I got to watch the best of the best. As I got older, people don't realize that I got to the reason why I had a career. The reason why I made it is I got to watch Brian Swanson and that group, you know, Justin Lyle, uh, BJ, Mike Victor, uh, Tom Cole, uh, uh, Nathan Rochelieu. Like, I got to watch those guys. But, I mean, but Swanee stuck out. Swanee stuck out. It was it was something incredible that I don't know if I, if I was different were – I knew that guy was great. Like, wow. Any movement that guy did was like, wow, I, I could. And then, and then we all lucked out. And I'll say this to the end is from 89 to 91 or 92 or whatever it was. Okay. Mike Peluso was the first rock star in Alaska. Oh yeah. I no remember, uh, remember the old Sally, the, the, the piss and drainals right there. And I'll never forget. Cause we'd all go to the, the Nissan Jeep classic and, you know, when they brought up the big teams, like I remember Minnesota and Maine played that one year. But when UA by, and I'll get into this, but by Dean Larson, I think by his sophomore year, they started making the finals. So, but I never forget, we're watching the second game. I, I think it's Minnesota and Maine. And Mike Peluso is taking a piss. And I'm freaking out. My dad's like, go in there. Like, I'm taking a piss next to Mike Peluso. <laughs> I'm not even peeing. I'm just watching him. I mean, and the guy just, gave, like, he was the first rock star. But growing up as a kid, some of the best hockey I ever got to see was that class with, you know, Larson, Derek Donald. Yeah. Um, um, God, all the names are Brian Kraft, Crafty, uh, Paul Craig, the goalie. Petey Mack. P- well, Petey Mack graduated. I think, I think Petey graduated. Or, yeah, Petey Mack. Um, was Joey Hayes too just, late? No. So here's – I know I'd go around, but we'll get well, back to it. But So our first rock star was Mike Peluso. But the first – First, uh, I guess swagger. The first was Joey Hayes. Oh yeah, was yeah. number eight the Joey hair, Hayes. Big like hair. he big was time. that good. I mean, it was, it was. Have you seen a picture of him lately? No, I got to meet him. Still a man rocking. Yeah, see, I see. Yeah, I got to meet, and it was awesome because I got to meet Joey Hayes. I think when uh, Penguin brought him over, and it was cool because I think Pierre, Mike Lee, there was all this old school guys that grew up. We always heard the myths and the legends about Joey's Hayes, and then we get to meet him. He came to the house, and it was like, and we just, I mean, yeah, those were, those were. Yeah. But when Larson's group came in, the reason why I made it, the reason why I, I guess, I mean, I don't want to sound, the reason why maybe I was better, because I got to watch two of the best guys live. It's not like I was at an NHL game. It's not like I got to see Gretzky live, uh, Doug Gilmore, more. I didn't get, but the guys I got to see every day were Brian Swanson and Dean Larson. And Dean Larson basically changed my life. When that guy played, you know, I could be talking to anyone. Or, you know, we all been in the celly. I used to hang out on the wall. You know, oh, yeah. parents yeah. Say, yeah, oh, I used yeah. to hang out on the wall. And But when that son of a bitch was on the ice, don't even talk to me. Like, I was just fixated on him. And those four years when those guys were in college, and let's, let's not, it's hard for people to understand that. Um, it's 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 hard because you know where the program's at now. But 
I mean, this was a nationally ranked team. Oh, absolutely. From a lot, like these are some of the best. So like Dean Larson and Brian Swanson are the reason why I, uh, I, I guess got to the level. I, I, you know, I've never ever, you know, I've never ever not 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 give those guys credit because they were uh, they were the two best hockey players live I've ever seen in my life. You know, I got yeah. to watch Brian Swanson live a lot from a lot closer position than you uh, from the bench. The grocery stick. Yeah, from from the, from the bench. And well, and, there's always got to be a guy in front of the bench that's yeah. going to tell his side <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, hey, you might open the door. Well, 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 open the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I never got anywhere near you. So I would like to say that that uh, yeah, I did. Brian Swanson was an impressive guy to watch. Oh. People, pe- people do ask me. I only got to watch you when you were 14, so yeah. I didn't get to watch you when you were Swanee's age. So when people ask me that question, it's always like, well. Gomez is clearly the most accomplished that's left Alaska, but the best that I saw with my own two eyes on the ice with them was exactly what you just said. It, and, it, and was it wasn't Brian uh, Swanson. And you know, my excuse me, my game was, uh, you know, my game was smarts. Like I couldn't even answer the six how many teams there were, but <laughs> but when it came to hockey, it was that was my Natural. science. That was my uh, you know, and I remember it was, it wasn't even like when Swanee. And Dean Larson had the puck. It was when they didn't. Yeah. It was just watching, like, how much – and maybe, like like I said, I was probably one of the dumbest friends we all have, but when we got on the ice, there was stuff that I just could see that they were doing that I'm like, no one gets that. Like, I get that. I get what he's doing. I get – so after I saw Swanee or Dean Larson play, I'm going to East 20th, and I'm practicing that. I'm learning from that. And then, and then uh, a lot of guys don't understand we're back – when I think I was 14, we, uh, UAA, all the pros and all the college guys, they all skated. They all had, uh, at the UAA, um, center there. Yeah. And you had Pete McEnany. There was four teams. Uh, Mac was one of the, uh, there was four captains always. And they, it was, it was invite only. It wasn't like you can just show up. I mean, you had to, and me and Jeff Carlson, Luke Pavlis at 14 got, got invited. And so now we're on the team, and it's literally, I mean, we're talking, we're taking 10-second shifts. Like, we got our mask on. We're the only guys with the mask on because you're intimidated. I mean, you realize how much how great these guys are. By the age of 15, maybe confidence, whatever, I, you know, by the age of 15, I'm on a line with Dean Larson and Steve McSwain, and I don't think, maybe I'll go a little Michael Jordan here, but decent line. I don't think anyone – anyone touch the puck and that's what kids and you try to tell any young kid or you, you're like you, when you play with someone better you give them the puck as quick as you can because why you're going to get the puck back like that in areas you don't know so that level that's where i really took off i mean for meaning my age group i was already this but when i played on a line with dean larson for the first time when i was 15 that's when it was like wow i oh like shit like wow these guys are grown men like i they can't even and, and that was and, and granted i'm the young punk and they're all great friends now it's it's, it's hilarious how this time but there was guys try to rough me up and that wasn't gonna stop me but when you're on a line with d larson it's literally like and i don't think people understand it's, it's the same with brian swanson when you you know just put it on the ice <laughs> keep, keep just put it on the ice. ice just put it on the ice you're gonna yeah. get the puck where you don't even think right but that's where my career i guess the confident level took off where it was like it was it was almost a joke when I was on a line with Dean or Dean Larson, and you know when I, me and Swanee because a couple of times we got to be playing together. It was you know it's like Igor Larionov's uh, great line like this is our puck, you go get your puck, like go you know and that's and I think and it's hard to explain that 
because people always ask, but unless you're from Alaska, that's where the step really was. Holy shit, I'm uh, okay. And and I and I've always credited those guys. Like, but when I and I'm only 15, obviously there's nothing. Um, there's nothing. We're 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 closer, but they just treated me. Uh, they treated me great. And then on the ice, it was the confidence those guys gave me. It 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 was something that. There's the reason why we're we're sitting here talking right now. Uh, that's funny that you say that because. I jokingly tell the story about the first goal I scored at Chugach High School. Brian Swanson banked a puck off my stick. Yeah, well, that was against Palmer. So into yeah. the net. But you know what I mean. But he really, but he really did that. No, no, no that, yeah, like he 100%, 100%. really. I, I, was just I thought st- I was going to say JV, but I, yeah. I was just standing there with my stick on the ice, and he banked it off. I played uh, the only game I ever played JV was against the Chugach Mustangs, and I got uh, three shifts, and I got uh, I had three goals, <laughs> and we tied three three because I never forget because. Uh, Baranis had that. Uh, That's Coach Baranis, thank you. Coach Baranis, sorry, Brannis. Yeah, Coach Baranis. Coach Baranis. Well, well, we had Coach White and Coach Larky, so we're the East yeah. Side. So, but Baranis, but uh, Coach Baranis, and it was. It actually, you are right. Like you're in the rink. It was Coach Baranis, <laughs> but uh, he. Uh, that was when um, freshmen couldn't play. Uh, remember Chukiak, oh, yeah, yeah. freshman, it was just a yeah. rule. I think Swanee was the only one. Or Swanee we, was it. Yeah, yeah. And Swanee I remember, it. so Jonesy, Ty Jones, Eric and Lawson Eric, still. Ty Jones and Eric Lawson. Yeah, so yeah. Lawson, so, there, I, so what happened was, is um, uh, we, every day Larks, Coach Larky, Rob Larky, and he's he's another reason why we're, we're here talking, Larks would have, we'd have to run after after school. Love it. He'd have the, the school, and so... You know, it's winter outside, but we'd run inside east, and if you ran, I think it was like four laps, or I think it was like six laps is a mile, so the way the school was set up. So the whole team was, and you look back now, and Larks is like, well, yeah, the only reason why I did that was because we only had like two lines. Or, you know, good high school team back then, you had two good lines. If you're really good high school, great high school, you had three. So that's kind of, so he understood that the we ought to be in the best shape. So me and Josh Kern were running, I might have been a sophomore. I forgot, but anyway, we're running, and and Larks isn't there that day. And back at East, one of the big things was uh, the talent show, and the talent show was uh, they were rehearsing, and it was so locked down that you couldn't. It was a big event. Like kids today would be like a talent. Like that, yeah. it was a big event. Like, like yeah. yeah so it was social media, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Phones, yeah. So me and Josh Kern were running, and. Just then, uh, I see a kid in school, and he's like, or a teacher, and I'm like, hey, do you want to watch from back, backstage, like the rehearsal? And I was like, yeah, sure, Lark's ain't here. So we go back, and we watch like two minutes, three minutes, not even anything. We got it, you know, the team. And I'll never forget this kid, Ramal, was right there at the door. I opened the door, peeked the door in, and I'm like, hey, Ramal. I was like, is anyone, uh, is anyone out there? And he goes, no, nah, just some fat dude. I'm like, okay. And Don't I watched, tell me. It was Don't. Larks. It was Larks. <laughs> so Larks sees us, and Jim Mays. Jim Mays is our assistant coach. Maisie, Maisie's another Maisie. Maisie's awesome. Maisie, another dude. legend. Maisie, another legend. Legend. UA legend. Yeah. And uh, Maisie. And so anyway, they're gonna make me play JV. And they're like, and oh, I'm because you went to the talent because, show. Well, yeah, because yeah. I hey man, they're and I didn't care about that. There's only one thing I'm worried about. And that's Carlos E. Gomez is gonna find out. Like I'm only scared of him. Like like, and I'm begging Larks and Maisie. I'm like, crying. You know, I'm gonna quit hockey if you do it. And they, and they stuck to their guns. And yeah, we played JV and Eagle River, and because the JV plays first, and then you know the varsity. Yeah. 
and we played, and I did. I think I had three shifts, I had three goals, because Loss, me and Loss, always still laugh about it, because I couldn't believe they weren't on varsity. The, yeah. the, I think that, that was, was their a, freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't that. That was a uh, so, but uh, one of the best times I ever had was I'm not playing. I got to be in the stands, like I got to be in the stands with the uh, you know, and we used to have that East Side. Uh, Wave your hands high up low. That's the way we do the gigolo. I'm in the state. I should be upset in this. I had the time. I never watched a hockey game, and I remember I already had a handy. Yeah. yeah. Night, so and, and, and here's how naive I was, and here's how focused I was. Whereas I didn't understand, like when kids went to because those games is, is some of our greatest memories. All of us. Those. I mean, you can't even take them back. Like that's when hockey turned hockey, where you try to explain to people that we all grew up playing comp or whatever, and what we always had what our parents mom there, and dad there. mom That's and dad it. parents there and we always yeah. there's always a guy on the team that had girls and Corey flo floper was always the guy that had a hot girl at the game so we're all playing for her but you know it was just <laughs> yeah but yeah. once you got into high school you're playing in front of your peers yep. and you're playing in front of the other it's packed you know cheerleaders and i just thought people were so into hockey and i was like man this you know wow you guys and later on in life everyone's like really like we're all drinking in the parking lot. By the time we came in the games, we're loaded. Why do you think those games are so rowdy? You know, yeah. it just didn't dawn on me. I was like, "What happens if it's a Tuesday night? It doesn't matter." You know. So yeah, but I had a time in my life, and I I think I got more in trouble for having more fun or uh, at, at that game. But yeah, I played uh, JV at uh, in Chugach. But that that dynamic of of playing in front of hometown Actual fans, hometown and fans. and your peers, the kids it's, you see in school, it's is, like is powerful. It's like. And granted, so it's like going up to a girl and telling her, I mean, it's just the way it is. And it's probably, you know, and you're like, hey, are you going to the game tonight? Yeah. And yeah. Like, You'll see me out there. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to score. you like, Scott Gomez, I'll be on the JV team. No, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was a, but it was literally like, and then the next day at school where people understand, or they kind of started getting it like, man, this kid's a psycho with hockey. Like that's all every cover. And then when they finally got to see guys like us. You know, all of us, it was like, wow, that you know, yeah, I wasn't lying. Like, this is, you know, but that's how fun high school was. I mean, it was a blast. High school hockey was the greatest thing in Alaska ever to, for me. Yeah, and the and the hockey fans made it that way. I mean, oh, they, they, they really it, it did. Was, it was, and yeah. even going back, I can remember being an eighth grader watching Steve Glines win the state championship and Ben Bokey won being at the glass, like fogging the glass. Was that, I never uh, took my eyes off the Was rim. that West for service? No, it was Chugiak. It was, it was Chugiak's well, that service, right? Was it? I, no, I remember first, the first, the first state championship game I went to was my dad took me to. I remember it was West West beat. They upset either Service or Diamond. Oh, so I don't know what year, but that was and that was the thing too. One for that one, right? Correct. Ninety. All right, because no, because I remember I went to one before, but um, the greatest thing about that when we grew up was remember the. Before the state championship, what's, what's it called? The conference? Uh, oh, the CIC. Like, yeah, we second. lost the two yeah. No, no, but I'm saying Chugak. growing up, when your dad took you to the game, you know, don't get a smile when he took second. Yeah, I was only a sophomore. <laughs> so, but, exactly. But, bump the brakes, but, Walt. Bump and, the brakes. We lost in overtime. Yes. You guys, that that's the only reason why we won state that year is because Chugiak was a team we couldn't beat. Okay. Or no, Chugiak no one could beat, and you guys lost to service in the semis. Okay, so I want – I want to ask you a question. You you just said that, and it's the only reason I'm asking it. Mike Winfrey, remember him? Yeah, okay. I went, yeah. Winfrey, so, was, Win, I wa- uh, Winfrey was the Winfrey was the best runner. I wind uh-huh. up I wind I wind up playing men's league with Winfrey for about three years, and Winfrey, after about 
two and a half of those years finally talked because you know he's quiet oh quiet. yeah with so long he hair the, he was like he the said, he was like the creep guy but he, winfrey was the he, best he, says, he, yeah. says, he says walt mike winfrey i played at east i just want to tell you that when you guys lost to service and the 1995 state hockey championship our locker room was getting ready to play the next semifinal, yeah. and he says that we celebrated like we had just won the state championship in that locker room because so, we had no doubt that you could not be beat. No, but our we couldn't be too. It was it was a no, like I, I said we went couldn't. we went to we went to the overtime. Yep. Against we, yeah. we were just gas like we but I never forget but going back to that we all grew up remember when Ben Boki and I'm sure you guys do you remember those barns how packed they were. But remember the it, those games in the conference finals were literally they let people wrap around. So they took a net yeah. and they blocked well, off our bench yeah, because they were on our bench. Exactly, exactly. And that's when like remember Palmer still played there. But those were the state champions. So as a kid, that's all you dreamt about was yep. I got to play there. You yep. know. Yep. So that was the last time that you don't realize like oh my god how packed this is. Yeah, yeah. How great it is. And this route is crazy. Oh, and then so we end up losing and we. Um, we so service or you guys Chugiak lost a service. Shit the bed. And you but we our semi game was in uh the Mac. Against Bartlett. And Bartlett. Yep. And don't forget, and these are some of my close friends. Great. Paul, that that was the Bartlett. That was the only were, chance yeah, that was the only chance Bartlett at not taking anything about that was the only chance Bartlett would ever have for winning that group of guys. Fact. Because in junior the, the year before, freshman year, we lost what was that? Um, you had to win two games to get it even into yeah, the. Right. So yeah. we lost. We were out. But we lost to Bartlett. There was a big fight after the game. And I'll never forget this. I'm a freshman and Scott Harding, everyone's crying. You know, seniors are crying. He's and, on my list. Yeah. Ray, Ray, his yeah. dad is on my list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Harding. Yeah, I grew yeah, up. So, so, so Scott was, uh, he took me under his wing my freshman year. And. How about Scott and, Harding? Oh, wow. beauty. And he's, and we're all. Everyone's upset and crying, you know, the seniors, and Robert Toofy's in the room, everyone. Tuffy, that's and what we call him. So, well, we Tuffy. call him uh, the Samoan Smasher. That was his Dude, nickname. he was <laughs> such a handful in the corners. Yeah. Such a handful. And, and Larks is giving a speech, and Toofy goes, or not Toofy, uh, Scott Harding goes, he's crying, and he's like, Coach, and they all got in a big fight. Like, the senior, we, you know, fought Barlett, and, and it was like, Coach, I didn't go out a winner. But I went out a fighter, and Larks is like, "That's a T-bird spirit." That's a T-bird. <laughs> <laughs> so we play Barlett the next year in the semis. And granted, I'm on the team with all these guys. We're on the North Stars yeah. with Paul Pierre. This yep. is the only shot they got. They were rated number one all year. We we could beat Barlett. We couldn't beat Chugiak. We could do good. It was against serve. It was you know you know yeah. the, that's the coolest thing about high school. There was always a team that, and uh, so Barlett. And still to this day, when I'm around, you know, still my closest friends, Pierre. Yeah, yeah, Paul. I mean, yeah, Sumner. Yeah. And to watch them fucking cry, to watch these guys cry after we beat the shit out of them. I think we beat them five, six to two. I and remember, yeah, and that I was mean, in that book, and, and I remember noticing how bad you beat them. And I mean, it was like uh, I mean, I was dialed in. Like I, I'm, you know, it was, and it's like anything. People have a hard time that we're all great friends. We all, you know, party, hung out. But as soon as we stepped on that ice, that went away because you're Fuck playing you. for your school. Yeah. Fuck you. And then remember on Sundays, because you got to practice yeah, for the team on Sundays. It wasn't even brought up. You're just all laughing. Yeah. like like. But but I'll never forget. That's one of my proudest moments, and probably because they're still brothers to me, but it's one of my proudest moments ever in Alaskan hockey is when we beat 
uh, Bartlett because that's the only chance they were ever going to have and to watch my friends cry yeah like cry yeah and then we uh yeah we played service we won and then we lost the next i'm year, so so happy you guys yeah. beat service yeah. that that was such a fluke yeah but we game. lost the next year it was such a fluky game for us but it's it's funny do you remember bartlett's coaches uh coach fraley and uh, oh buff carlson buff yeah carlson. buff carlson yeah carlson. i was just asking about what, what ever happened to buff Rito? I think I was talking to Pete. I Don't think know. I was talking to Pete McAnany because, and I was like, Buff was a gonna... fixture. Oh, Buff he was, was yeah. a fixture, yeah. dude. I was, I, was at, I was at that game. Yeah, watch it because I'm Bartlett guy, and I was like, motherfucking. Did Bartlett. you go to Bartlett? Yeah, dude, I think you kidding me. Really? Dude, yeah. No, you didn't. Have I you did. listened to any of our podcasts? No, have, no, I didn't. I only go when I get invited. I get spitting chicklets. They're like, you listen. I'm like, no, I haven't listened to one. Like, I, I, I read a lot. Were you went to Bartlett? I did. I, one of the few guys that actually went from Chugiak to Bartlett. It's a long story. So right? who was number, and this is how good my memory, because like I said, terrible at school, but when I came out, when Swanee was a freshman or sophomore, you guys beat East, or Chugiak beat East, uh, was Lark's first, it was after Gasparini got fired, so it was Lark's Gaspo, first year, it was first, it was first year, but what number, number 14 in Chugiak? No I idea. thought that was always McDonald. Yeah. No. Well, no, my little brother played. That's who. Okay, okay. Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, he's the good one. Okay, there you are. Yeah, right. You're thinking of Kyle. What, what, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, of Kyle because I'm, I'm like about, Barlett. Uh, yeah. I'm at like, that time, I'm 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 Gonzo, man. I, I graduated in '87. So. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, no, I went I went to Bartlett. It was one of the few. If K Mac had this guy's work ethic, K Mac could have been. But how about that? Yeah, because uh, yeah, because uh, Kyle's got red hair, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching fellow Ginge. Yeah, I remember watching that. Match the curtains. Well, hey, uh, this brings up a good point. I mean, as passionately as you just talked about high school hockey, I which loved we, it. we all played. I loved yeah. it. Um, now we're in a in a situation where East and my beloved Bears are are, are clinging to life with like, I mean, East Bartlett they have See, like Scotty, seven, eight Scotty, guys. We, we show we show up with like a twelve person, thirteen person roster. It, they've got they've got literally sometimes. You said seven or eight. Sometimes they have five guys, yeah. six, six guys on the roster. Here's where here's where I guess I got in trouble or maybe, like, I've never gotten – people won't ask me to come speak or whatever. Hockey – parent. I mean, here's what happened when you explain hockey. Everyone doesn't believe at one point there was six or seven of us in the fucking NHL from yeah. our town, Dude. from our area. Yeah. It, kudos – to the to the to the every old UA hockey player basically stuck around because they were rock stars. They were they got so the reason why I'm in the NHL is because Scott McLeod, Rob Larkey, like it was though. I mean, we had great coaching growing up. We had you know, you might have missed it, but because that's where you went to Barley. I played but, for McLeod, but uh, but we uh, yeah, who was your coach? I, <laughs> but what Did happened? You guys have a coach or? What happened was is. And here's 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 where people need to realize, and I'll go into that right now. When we were kids, uh, I was out in the valley, squirt squirt B. We won the state, we beat the North Stars. The next year, we moved back to Anchorage. From Anchorage, we moved there for two years. Come back to Anchorage. All right, now we're on the the squirt A team. It's great. That's I think the first year, maybe. And I and I don't want to take away from when Sorensen. And Mohal and uh, those guys won. They won a national championship. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know they were the first. See, my so, brother Kyle was on that. Team. Okay, all right, okay, yeah. So, so they were on that team. So they I was at that game as well. Okay, 
So, congrats. So they I, were, watched uh, a lot, I watched a lot of hockey. Yeah, me, you, you, me were the, you were the me older too. brother that we all felt bad for. But anyway, yeah. so they... <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah. So, like, man, you had to be extra cool because, you know, the older brother that wasn't as good as hockey was always the coolest guy because, yeah. anyway, you always make up for it. But that's the year that I think Swanee and all them, I, I, you know, I might be off, but they put all the best kids on one team. That's why when you got to watch, you know, it was Gasparini and Tom, uh, and Big Daddy Kowal. They were the that head coaches. The, that was yeah. the national championship at Boca, yeah? yeah remember that? Yes. We, so we lost, we lost Peewees. We lost, uh, we're getting that. We lost, um, we lost the first game. Because the second yep. game was Little Caesars and yep. Chicago Americans. And yep. Chicago scored with point, it was 1.4 seconds. And then they won in overtime. But then the big game we've all been waiting for were was was yeah. you know this was it this is the last time we get to see these guys they're all going to juniors yeah they're all juniors there's going to be the senior year and you know i'm great friends with louis mass he's on the team and it's funny because you don't you know you don't know what happened you know all i know is the they lost and it was it was heartbreaking but louis told me that all year long they had caesar's number and remember nathan rochelieu he was a uh, belt hire right Nate, no well belt but it was, it was little caesar Caesars, now it's yeah. it was little caesar back then but uh, Nathan, Nathan Rochelieu and Sean Bowman left Alaska. Sean was great to too. go to, and then I never, I never understood that. And I know they got, but it's like, it's like me being a kid, like, you know, I should leave. But what, why am I going to leave? I'm playing with the best oh, kids. Like, the best, so yeah. remember that group. My uh, my first year from score day, me, Jeff Carlson, Luke Pavlis, we made the jump to PWA, playing for Mike Ashley, Coach Ashley, and we're in the finals. Against the All Stars, against Ty Jones, Eric Lawson, we Doug call Bates. them the, we call them the Ball Stars. Well, I, I mean, I was yeah. an All Star North Star. I'm not yeah. biased on that. Like yeah. I, whatever team was better, Just I refer did. to them as the Ball yeah, Stars. Well, and we um, play in the BW Brooks or Brooks. He was on the All Stars. Josh Spurgeon, Ryan Miller. We play. We've had a rivalry all year. It's been unreal. We play them in the finals, the state championship. The winner gets to go to nationals. We lose. Oof. So anyway. They go to nationals and get absolutely spanked. Yeah, and I think McLeod, Terry Jones, Ty, Ty's dad, great guy. Oh, the best, great guy. Best. He was, so Terry was our manager all growing up as kids, and I'll tell a story right after the Terry because this is what we learned from. But oh, we I can only go, imagine. we go to the next year. There's a plan that they're going to put all the best kids on the same team. Makes sense for only one reason. Why is because when you go outside, you know, if, if it's split up, we can't compete with the lower 48. But if they put the best kids, you can do it. So that was the first year, our second year Pee Wee, they put all the best kids. We were on the All-Stars. That's where it took off. Where I'll never forget, we, uh, I mean, it sucked the fact that every time we played Chugiak or, or the North Stars or whoever, I mean, we're beating them by whatever. But... Parents didn't understand that you're playing and practicing with the best kids every day. Yeah. You're gonna get better. So our first our first major trip, we're all cocky, we're all, you know, we go to the Oshawa, we go to Oshawa in in, in Toronto or in Ontario, and it's the Kingsman tournament. Um, Gretzky holds the record for I, I want to say like sixty nine points in like four games. <laughs> like Great. I'll never. It was like Very one competitive. of the. Yeah, it was one of those. Like, but it's all the best teams. So now we're playing against, and I don't know if they still exist, but you know, now all the guys that are my age, they played for these teams: the Toronto Marlies, the Toronto Red Wings, 
uh, first time we're seeing Little Caesars, GPD, which GPD turned into CompuWare. But so now we're all with the big, this is our first introduction. We're the cockiest kids from Alaska. We play the Toronto Marlies. We play in a rink that is packed. There's NHL scouts there. There's agents. Play against Daniel Tuchuk. He got drafted in the first round a year before me. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a, but he was supposedly the next Lindros. Yeah. So we're, we're 11 years old, 12 years old. We're all new to this. We're, we all grew up in Alaska. Yeah. We're like, like these guys are already doing, you know, they're in the gym. What, what the hell's a yeah. gym? Like yeah. we go there after the first period, it's two to one. It's us. Or we're maybe down. I forgot what it was. And this was our, because McLeod said it best. This was our welcome to the big time. The game ended up 11, 11 to two. They killed us. And they talked shit the whole time. I remember the all-star sweater yeah. had that like, polar, polar bear, bear. whatever. Yeah. These guys were making, I mean, we got, we got, I mean, and I think there's a couple of NHL guys around the team, like to Chuck and I, and anyway, by the end of that year, because we're, we're competing against GPD, um, Little Caesars, they beat the Marlies and all, it's, it's all equal. We were just so new to the game. But by the end of the year, halfway through, if you get thrown in a tournament again, yeah, it'd be a different story, meaning yeah. we can compete. But that's also where we learned that, you know, forget Alaska. Once we go on the, you know, so that year we made it to the national championship. We lost the GPD, you know, it was the worst. And, and um, uh, you know, that's the year that uh, the North Stars lost to, to Caesars. But yeah. that was the welcome to the big time. That's like funny. that was like there's agents at games. Like what's yeah. an agent? Like what's yeah? Uh, they make you uh, fill out those forms. But it was Height, it was literally weight, like position. it was literally like like. But it also for us group of kids from Alaska, it also put us at a different level. Yeah. We're like, wow, there we could you know yeah. we could do this. We yeah. could and, and yeah. So going back to Terry Jones, so Terry is our uh, manager, he's awesome. and he's he's six foot five, or six foot four, whatever. The man and Terry, you know, and I, you don't mind me saying this because you know, he grew up with the uh, abusive father. So, Terry, this guy would take any kid in, he's just he's just he was, he, you know, but Terry was the dad that was like the cool dad. Oh, yeah, and like, like, oh, meaning yeah. like, like he would tell you what's going to happen in life, yeah, like he's the guy that so, so Terry, we would all be kids. Now, we started at 11, we ended up at 16, so we're 11 years old, it goes. We'd be in the room, you know, you're at the hotel, nothing to do. You don't have a game till later. And we'd go into Terry's room and he'd be laying on his bed and we'd all be, you know, the whole, like, like 10 of us. And we're like, and it was one of those dads you could talk shit to. Yeah. And we're like, we're kick your fucking ass, Terry. What are you going to do? You think you can take all of us? Like, fuck, like, and we're just punks. We're like, you know, we're, we're throwing shit at him or whatever. And he's like, just would never even budge. And Terry's just sitting there and he's like. And we're like, you, you think you could take us? You think you could take us, you fucking little bitch? You think you could take us, Terry? Like, there's 10 of us. And Terry goes, nah, nah. I don't think I could take you. I hope I can't. There's 10 of you. And he goes, but two of you motherfuckers are going to be feeling what I feel. <laughs> and by the end, like, dude, it was like, once he said that, it was always like, shit. Like, he goes, I'm warning you right now. Two of you. And, and, and the always who always got caught was Eric Lawson. Like, loss always. But so this is now, we're 11. Now we're like 15. Yeah. We're 14, 15, and, and we're still the same well, way. Well, Lawson Jones were they oh. were they were it inseparable. Wasn't, yeah. No, no, well, yeah, they're but but it's it funny because like Ty, Ty and Lawson growing up, two of my closest friends. But remember, we used to uh, used to locker room box. Yeah, and back when Jonesy, it was okay, and Jonesy was uh, 
he was in, he, you know, he was Mike Tyson back then. There was no, but Lawson was the closest to his size. Yeah. So Lawson always had to fight Jonesy. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it was, yeah, but it, those moments, I mean, like I said, that's the greatest part about coming back and seeing guys. But going to the parents thing, where parents didn't understand that, where I think we left and it was like a kid didn't make the team. So, you know, the parents just started a new organization. And oh, now oh, it starts getting ooh. it starts getting watered down, where, um, you know, and 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 that was the you know, the goal is to be in the NHL. That, no, that was what was nice about North Stars and All Stars, and the occasional Bulldogs and even yeah. there. There's three teams, but like you said, as soon as someone didn't make it, well, and we've discussed this on this podcast, well, I need it in my own association, yeah, now, because my kid should be playing with Scott Gomez, and he's not. And, right. and and it was also like remember how weird that was when uh, we had a kid you know a kid come from the valley, yeah. Where it was like wow you drive in every day or like yeah. like Chugiak was the first guys that like uh, like Jonesy and La- or there was other guys but when they you know you guys live in Eagle River wow no like like, yeah. like you my came senior, in but but my senior year so my senior year it was the first year that like Russ Kelly Scott McElroy. Yeah. Uh, Nate Shazby. I was on that team, yeah. That, that, so those guys left. So all of a sudden, we went from a year, the year before, we went to the national championships because we were fucking awesome. And then it's like, wait, where the fuck are you guys going? Yeah. They're going to play with Scott Gomez, obviously, the, the, no. the, the yeah. better choice. Yeah. But then that's when we wound up with guys like Scott McCoy and Ben Faulkner because uh, even like B-Dub Brooks yeah. wound up out here because it was like an exchange. So it, it, made, it, made, the, it made the comp level... Not very competitive. No, it, but but the high school level was super. Oh, I mean that was yeah. I mean th- those were the time of your life. I yeah. mean it was. It well, was that, that that's an interesting point. Now we're we're look, we're facing them where we have. And we've talked about this. Uh, kids are leaving. Yeah, I mean, well, and they've always left. Like not you, Scott Gomez, absolutely. Yeah, not but Brian it was Swanson. it wasn't that we left. Here's when you left, and I remember because you know Jack Cole, one of my close friends, but. Jack will even tell you he left too early. Yeah, Jack left I think after his sophomore year. Where, if you were good enough, you leave, you leave your senior year. Yeah, you're not. That was just right, the, that's old school. That, yeah, yeah, that's that was, that's gone. And so when kids when kids got, uh, and, and it's a different dynamic. It's it's, but it's also we we had the best coaching, because, and I guess I'll brag about my dad a little bit, where, it was pretty easy to have me on a team, and. I, Scott McLeod told me that, and Larks told me that, and it was pretty easy when the two best kids, me and Ty Jones, were all right, probably a little ahead of everyone. It's pretty easy when our dads, you know, Terry's a Terry Jones, a painter, he's a construction guy. Yeah. My dad's a construction guy. Where I'll never forget, we got in trouble. We we're at the Sophie Station in Fairbanks. It's the first year all of us are together. Uh, they put the team together, all stars, and me, Eric Lawson. Ty Jones, Barrett Heiston. Barrett was a young kid. Yeah. You know, great. You know, and, and for some odd reason, there was like a soccer, girls' soccer team staying there. And we we ended up going to their room. Nothing happened. I mean, we're still young enough, but we ended up going to the room. We got caught sneaking out of our rooms. And the reason why we got caught was because we put the door latch on and thought, you know, anyway, yeah. so we got caught. We got suspended a game. And Andy Mo- and Andrew Moore, he was a Chugat kid. We so there was like five of us that got suspended for a game, and of course I'm scared of my dad. And I remember McLeod going up to my dad and explaining why, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm getting suspended. And my dad looked at him and was like, "Are you the coach?" 
And McLeod's like, yeah. And he's like, what the fuck are you telling me? Like, yay. Like, hey, you're the coach. This is your job. Hey, this right. is like meaning, yay, you ain't going to. And if you hear from Terry and, and Scott McLeod later in life and, and Rob Larkin, it was it was pretty easy where, yeah, there were their parents and they were all great. I mean, that's the thing. There were, but there were other parents, but when the two top kids, parents ain't saying anything. Like it, it, you can treat you can treat everyone else a little different. Like, yeah, and they always got lucky. They always said it was like it was pretty easy. Like, Mike, hey, you're the coach. That's yeah, your job. Do your hey, job. Hey, that's not. Hey, that's fuck. Spend Bre- breath it, of breath of fresh air. Not anymore. anymore. Doesn't no, happen like that anymore. The and worst kid on the team's mom is wants and, to be like in the daily practice plan. And that's the problem where we had such a special like we had great coaching. We had great like where. There's so many guys that would be, you know, all our friends, when they when they're done or later, you know, our young twenties, they all coached, they loved it, but why don't they still do it? And it's still the same thing. It's like I can't deal with the parents, the parents, the parents. and that's where the kids are missing out. We're like, and hey, it's a different like it's even in the league. Like you got to remember, these kids play hockey twelve months a year. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. We, we we you know as soon as as soon as hockey was over, we're at the ball field. At the ball field, and then we had spring hockey, which was fun because yeah. you got to see your buddies again. You yeah. got and um, UA had uh, Larks. Larks had a clinic every morning, and that's and here's another name that everyone needs to know. Remember, one of the greatest UA Seville players ever was uh, Rob Kahn. Oh yeah, and he yeah. people forget he left. That was Larson's line mate, and Kahn he he left uh, he left his senior year. He signed a pro contract. It was wow, you know. He, he won a Calder Trophy in, in Jersey, but he was uh, he was uh, an instructor. He was just helping out for a week with Larky, and you know, I was me and Jonesy we were always the cocky kids. But if you told me to do something, I'd do it. Yeah, like I was just I was still like I was just that kid. But I loved I just had fun on the ice, and and Rob Kahn, I guess he took a liking to me. And it's Rob Kahn. I mean, I'm I'm in sh- like, yeah, you know, I'm and Rob Kahn goes to me. He says. Um, he says he was leaving, and the the camp was Monday through Thursday. And he says, um, "Hey, what are you what are you doing What are you doing tomorrow?" I said nothing. And he goes, "What do you need?" And I'm like, "Well," and I was just I think I was going over to the All Stars. I was going over to the North Stars, and so I was like, "A pair of pants." Like, and obviously he's not gonna give me a pair of pants. He goes, well, "You need sticks or whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Show up here tomorrow at eight in the morning." So, of course, I got to tell my parents, I'm like, um, and I tell my dad, I'm like, I'm supposed to meet Rob Kahn in the morning. Like, I'm getting, you got to get me up. You have to get me up. I'm going to, you know, and they're thinking I'm probably going to do something bad. I'm like, no, you got to get me up. And he was about 30 minutes late, whatever. And Rob Kahn shows up and he, I think it's his wife now, but his girlfriend's in the car. And of course, I'm a kid. I'm like, wow, who's that? And he came and gave me an Easton shaft and I think a dozen blades. And I was like the old two piece. Yeah, the old two piece. And thing. I was like, wow. And I remember because my the first Stanley Cup party we had in uh, in Anchorage, uh, Rob Con was there, and I told that story. And I mean, and people, he was even shocked. I mean, I just broke down. I started crying so bad. Like those were the kind of guys that yeah. we that like to do that. I mean, you know, how much money that I don't even know where he got it. I don't know whatever. But just just the and I remember just him saying like keep going like just yeah. keep going like it was just you know you know those were the kind of stories that I, that, that I have in Alaska like the number one thing you're not allowed to steal can't steal I got caught stealing once oh man I got an ass whipping by my old man but I'm at UAA 
and I apologize. And maybe the Mexican came out of me. Columbia came out <laughs> of me. But I'm at UA, and it's the season's probably a month away, but the equipment just came in. And I just got done skating, and me and my buddy are there, and they they don't have – they didn't lock the door and all the sticks. Remember the old – I think yeah. it's different now, but down by the – down by the locker rooms right there. Still the best water fountain ever was that one at UA. Yeah. But they're all the sticks are all there. And I know I'm not allowed to steal, but I'm like, man, this could this could, you know, sticks are expensive. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you know, there's one thing, my old man, you, shit, I could, you know. And that's when Eric Lindros was in Oshawa, or first year in Philly, and he used those black titans. It was like the first black yeah. stick. And I was like, and Troy Norcross which is a great guy. He was always, Troy was always great to me. His sticks were there. And all, everyone's sticks were there. And instead of me, but you know, I'm like, fuck, I'm doing this for the family. Like, I'm going to how like, <laughs> so me and my buddy, Clint all, we, I think I took like four sticks and I don't, you know, and my parents, my mom's Snoop Dogg. So obviously I just can't have four sticks. They're like, hey, where'd you get so, those? Yeah. So I had to explain. And I think my old man was like, that's a good life lesson. That's their fault. You know, they need to learn. Like, whatever. Like, the old man's thinking. And and I'll never forget, it became the greatest street hockey stick ever because those sticks <laughs> were so heavy never and so out. bad. Yeah. I couldn't even use it on the ice. Yeah. I could have taken everything. But, yeah, that's a UA. And the same with uh, we were at a Seawolf game, and that's when you used to lie to the – the parking people not to pay parking and you say oh i'm going to the high school game yeah oh yeah so you, yeah yeah, yeah. We all going to bokey yeah going to bokey going to bokey so, so we go to bokey and uh see after seawolf came and I, i'm in eighth grade and warming up the car and i had to go take a piss or something and i go into ben bokey and east just played east just played diamond or something and i go in the i'm taking a piss in one of those locker rooms ben bokey and the puck there's a bucket of pucks there and i'm like Shit! There's no one in the. There's no one in Bemboki, and I'm like, and you know, and I never. Thank you and, very much. And I know, and I ran back to the car, and I was like, Dad, there's a bucket of pucks in there. And he's like, What the fuck? Go get him! Go get him! <laughs> yeah. Go! Yeah. No! Move! Move! <laughs> Jesus! Well, they're expensive. Well, the funny yeah. thing, funny thing is about uh, UAA, and we talked about this. Um, you know, everyone who played hockey, you know, from me, and I'm old and shit, but. To every one of you, if someone's been uh, coached by either UAA or UAF alumni. That mm-hmm. goes away, you know. Yeah, it, that, it, that 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 hockey knowledge you talk about, guys sticking around and coaching you, and that that's gone. Like we need to support UAA, and, and I don't know what. And, we need no, to do, and, and that's the thing. It's it's it's. I think the problem is, is that everyone will would and will willing. I mean, all would do anything for UAA because it's part of our history, but it also. It also has to come from them too, where and you know I know he passed away, but you know with Cobb, right? With with even building, are you on are you on crack? Like to yeah. build an arena and a hockey hotbed just for basketball and volleyball, where that huge are, sports, that huge arena, sports. that Slap are, in the face, but it's yeah. not even good for those athletes. But that's the kind of size. I mean, we all grow up, we all have passion for the Sullivan, but that's the kind of arena would would you know Perfect. you could probably thrive. I mean, because yeah. the worst thing is. Um, when we won state the sophomore year, um, the conference finals, and I understand, hey, it's a business where they moved the they moved the state championships to the Sullivan. Yep. And it was just, you know, it was no just atmosphere. different. No, no atmosphere. atmosphere. It was just, yeah. And they did Crickets. it before. They did it before. Yeah. But it was just kind of, 
you know, but hey, there, there's money and everything. But to understand that the history, to have someone come in, whoever it is, to, and not realize, and and there's probably so much more dynamic and business part I don't even know about. I don't care, but but if you all ask us, yeah, we're we're all Seville fans. I mean, that that was uh, that was that was. It's hard to explain also to kids and young people that if you didn't have a ticket, like, you're going to scalp a ticket. Yeah. Like, we're going to get in. Like, we're, you know, there were, what? There were scalpers at the Sullivan? Like, yeah, <laughs> there were scalpers. And, and I go back to, like, you guys asked me what happened. Not only did I get to see Dean Larson for four years, I got to see him a total of seven or eight because yeah, that's when the aces came yeah. like you know but it wasn't in back and people don't remember that was when you know the western professional it was kind of like a glorified men's league right but to see to see dean larson it didn't matter who it was like just you know and i remember do you guys remember the first time the aces came because dennis warrenson was playing mcleod because our coach was playing uh i think the tickets were like like 10 bucks yeah and that was like that might as well a hundred dollars like <laughs> yeah. you know but yeah so there's a lot of history there that uh it's just sad to see i mean it, it's 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 tough for us our generation our to understand that like god i mean that that's what all when wisconsin minnesota even oh, Saint Cloud, when they were coming into the town from monday to friday that's all if you were a hockey guy that's all that's all that matter like oh my god minnesota's coming to town like Wisconsin's coming to town, and that, it was the big ticket. It yeah. was that's, and we we were fortunate enough that that the teams could compete. That, that you know, well, that I, I remember going there, and like, it must have been '83. I was 15 or 16. UA was playing uh, North Dakota. North Dakota was hot, still huge, um, sold out. My dad, being who my dad is, I thought, well, he can get me a ticket. We had we were one shy, and I was the oh, left yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. My fuck, my dad's like, go, go outside and get your gear. He meets me on the side door. Go outside and get your gear. I'm like, meet me at the at the entrance, the main downstairs. I'm like, okay. And so he comes out. He gets his hand stamp. Comes out. He helps me get my gear. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? And he's like, dude, just zip up your coat. Follow my lead. Pull your hat down. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So my dad goes in there. And goes, hey, uh, hey, uh, sorry. Yeah, we got a got a uh, Grand Forks kid here. Slept in. Uh, miss a bus here. Uh, he needs to get in. Yep, boom, let oh, me in. I get great. in. Yeah. I go back yeah. in. I go take my gear out of the car. I get my hand stamp. I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, come back in, watch the game, so watch my, Joey Hayes and those guys. My, yeah, uh, my moment where, you know, you, there's a moment where you can kind of uh, tell your old man off a little bit. And one of the first moments was uh, my dad used to carry me in, and he'd have like a blanket. And, you know, he just – so when he gave his ticket, when he gave his ticket – you know, it looked like I was a little kid. Well, by the time I'm eight years old, I'm like, fuck, like, so my dad would have a blanket over me, and Jeez. we're going, like, and I'm walking. Getting in, a little like, awkward now. That's, that's how Mexican we were. Like, yeah, yeah and, and then I think one of the times it was one of those, you know, just like everything. Uh, he's got two tickets, I'm set. But um, I don't know, one of his best friends or something, he got into town, he's going to take me where, you know, God forbid, it, I'm not going to the game. My mom would lose it. But my dad, I think one time my dad was like, go to the fucking, go to the door right over there. Go to the door. And I'm and my dad, you know, because like I said, you know, hey, you always pay for your ticket. You always, and you go to the door and you, he, my dad opened the door. And he's like, we didn't do this. We didn't do this. And I also learned a vital lesson that still sticks to me today. Now that's, it's different with all the technology. But um, that's where you learned. My dad's like, hey, one of these days you're going to take a date to a game. Or whatever you're gonna take, 
you always keep your fucking ticket. Because back then, remember, you know, you still see people doing it now, and you're like, really? It's it's 2000, whatever. You can't yeah. do that. But back then, you see two open seats, you're going to go sit there. But yeah. my dad was like, always taught me that, especially at the Sullivan, those stuff. And he goes, well, if you have this in your hand, that's your fucking seat. Yeah. They can't, and he goes, you don't throw, you know. And yeah, it was just, a, it was a life lesson. So many memories at the Sullivan. But yeah, I mean. It was uh, it was a time of our lives. Neat, uh, neat Sullivan memory now. Um, homeless people actually living there. Yeah, what's That's your thought on that? We got the uh, Dempsey, Bokies, and Sullivan um, as a homeless shelter. It's well, I, you know, I live in New York. I live in Alaska, New York. But uh, I mean, I think the situation that we gone through with the you know the Corona and all this. I mean, I you know you go out east, it's. There's there's even worse situations yeah. where right. I mean I could sit here and be like oh that's bullshit but no I mean you know I'm I'm not I'm, hey it, it it is what it is and everyone's got to realize we're all going through this but we're lucky enough to be up here and it hadn't hit as but you're you're out east I mean I I left it right when it was going it, it's it's pretty serious so I mean you know I I know people don't get to play hockey but. You probably no good anyway, so let let the let people, let <laughs> people stay. Let's well, I know you guys are complaining, but hey, I mean, <laughs> hey, the, the, the silver lining is that uh, you know I've I've been to Dempsey and Bokey hundreds and hundreds of times, thousands of times. Yeah, uh, at, you know, at at. Uh, uh, Dempsey, they had the same uh, bag over the urinal for eight years. They actually fixed yeah, up yeah. for the homeless people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, good for them. All right, here's a question. Homeless people shit in yeah. the favorite, favorite, growing up, favorite ice to skate on? Uh, as me, uh, favorite ice to skate on was Bokey One. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, Bo- that's so for people, if they're listening now, Bokey One, as we explained, is like the Montreal Forum, the Madison Square Garden for us. That was Bokey One. But my... Some of my, I don't know what it was. I hated. Well, no, well, that's 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 Outdoor. that's legendary. But 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 uh, Ben Bokey too, for me. Really, I don't know why. Like it's I just because you're from me. Uh, yeah, probably right. Like I because my remember the step down. Oh, remember oh, the step, yeah, step yeah. down, or you could talk to one. You could talk to each other. You could talk to someone. Be talking, or you know, someone could be talking in the far kitty corner, and you could hear it through no, the thing. It's just horrible. But I, that was the first time I got threatened on an ice rink. Where my, um, like I said, I found a job because you know playing hockey you can never get a job, whatever. Not not that I ever wanted one, but my uh, <laughs> I got to referee. Uh, I I did the test. I refereed, and uh, one of the main rules, one of the main rules, one of the main rules was if the parents and everything, if there's if there's a situation after the game, you don't leave the ice. You have to wait to get escorted by Bob Landis. Yeah. La- Bob Landis, and this is horrible. But this shows you how the school, I guess it was, uh, to take the test. Uh, it was an open book test. And we were going to the Seawolf game Friday, and uh, I failed the open book test. So that was pretty uh, pretty bad. So Bob Landis gave me the, the, the sheet. And at the end, he's like, you fucking little prick. I'm like, what? And he's like, you didn't have to get a 99 on the test. Like, so anyway. <laughs> I'm a referee now. I never called a penalty, ever, because Josh Marino went to East Side. Josh Marino, yeah. number Josh, thirteen. I thought he was number eight when he went to East. Was but, he? Yeah, I think. But Josh Marino, West Point. I guess he's like an assassin now. He's just the man. But Josh Marino gave me his uh, his uh, his jersey, and the old man's probably trying to save some bucks. And 
the thing was so tight on me that when I lifted my arm, the thing would go halfway up. Oh yeah. So I never, I never called a penalty. And then, <laughs> so, and remember, it was a two-man system. And one time, this coach goes to me. He's like, "Hey, are you even helping ref?" And I'm like, "Hey, man, listen, we're uh, we're going one-man system today." <laughs> and he's like. But it's a two-man. I'm like, I know. The guy wants to just call the penalties. That's why I can't call the penalties. So I'm like, <laughs> I got through that. But anyway, my dad gets me a new jersey, referee jersey. But I'm I'm refing Bamboki 2, and this team just gets blown out, and it happens. There is there is a, there's a dad. I'm sure he had a couple too many drinks, caught the night game. And this guy, I mean, the parents are livid at the refs. I mean, live it at me and me and this other guy. I forgot who. What was uh? Who's the redhead? Linda, Lindahl. Lindahl, that's old. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was the yeah, other was, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was Lindahl. Yeah, he went yeah, to West. Was, sure, yeah, yeah. Lindahl. So, so me and Lindahl, I'm like, what do we do? And he's just like, stay here, man. Don't worry. Like, and I'm scared. And Bob Landis has to come get us. My dad is watching. He's cracking up. Like my dad is dying laughing because I mean, just parents. Like, we got walked out, and this parent yells at me, and he goes. You get paid for this, and me being the smartass, and I, you know, can't help myself. I turned to him, and was like, "Yeah, we do, sir." And he goes, "You're probably buying it on weed." And I was like, "What's weed?" <laughs> so I go to Lindy, I go to Linda in the room. I was like, "What's weed?" He's like, "Ah, oh, you'll be smoking it soon enough. Don't worry about it." <laughs> well, yeah, uh, uh, Dempsey uh, or. Um uh, uh, Boki two has never been my favorite rink. I mean, it's always been kind yeah, of like the, 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 no. I mean, the, Ben Boki one. Don't get me wrong. That's that. that's the that's the garden for us. But yeah, but do you but, remember? Uh, remember the first time you had to play like at Sully? Oh yeah, yeah. That's, so that that uh, that was kind of huge too, and the boards were real bendy. So like if you got checked against them, you just kind of jump up a little bit, and it takes it. Those boards of Boki one, they didn't move. Oh, concrete. They didn't. So move. here's concrete. the best story about the bo- uh, the Sully um, boards. So sophomore year. You're, you guys didn't win, but we did. <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, Larks and Maisie. So they line everyone at the blue line, and they're gonna show how to do, um, as defensive partners, how to switch when it's a one on two. Shouldn't be that hard, but you know if the guy breaks over, they're they're going like that. So Maisie's running it, and Maisie goes. He picks me. He goes, Gomer, get up. So he goes, now they're going to show, they're showing the team how to do a, a two-on-one, a one-on-two. I roast them so bad, I score, throw the hands up in the air, doing this. Maisie, do it again, do it again. Beat him even, beat him even worse. <laughs> this and that. Beat him even worse. Larky goes, fuck off me, I got this. He goes, do it again. So it's twice. And you couldn't, you'd get arrested if you did this. So we do it again. By the time I made one move, Larks grabs me, skates me all the way to the boards, and just fucking rocks me. Throws me against the boards. I'm on the I'm on the ground. And he, you know, turns to the players like, that's how you take a two-on-one or a one-on-two. <laughs> so later on in life, later on in life, Lark- we're, yes. yeah, yeah. So later on in life, we're having beers and we just laugh about that all the time. And Larks is like, he tells his side of it, and he's like, this, you know, you got to know Rob Lark. He's the best. And Lark's is like, goes to amazing. He's like, you fucking dumbass. He's like, the last guy you pick is him. 
you pick you, you yeah. pick this guy. Like, yeah. We're giving an example. <laughs> pick the scrub. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> dude, it's so it's so like as a high school coach now, like you're you're just showing simple stuff. You know, you don't grab the Zach Cranix or the Andrew Beckett's or even like the Luke Mumble. You don't grab those guys. Yeah, grab, I mean, you, you, you grab the freshman. Yeah, <laughs> you grab him and manhandle yeah, this and then little you boy. Dominate yeah. him. Otherwise, because Luke Mumble, somebody like that. He's going to come down. He's going to do the same thing Scott Gomez did. He's going to make you look silly, and then he's going to have a sick celly afterwards down the ice. Yeah. And it's going to be crazy. That's a good coaching so lesson. Here's another coach in East Side. Rob Larky. Here's a, La- here's a Rob Larky. The when did he like, get. So, and so for all the kids that don't know, Rob Larky, back in the day, when I when he was coaching me, he pitcher. East Bar- High School. Pi- pitch, yep. Yeah, East High School. Pitcher Barry Melrose. With the yeah. mullet, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. that's that's so all. Without the goatee, without the goatee, no, no, like I was just with the no, no. Yeah. no. But in, I, I was watching, doing some research for the podcast. I was watching, uh, um, Scott. You were doing a fishing thing, and you were with Larks. Yep. And he had the most horrible long hair oh. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was not a very greasy. Oh, it just was like. Like this stringy long oh, no. hair. I think he I remember was, what you're talking about. So he was bad. a king. Of, he was a king of gel, like with yeah. Larks. But so <laughs> Larks goes. He comes in, and like, hey, we're from the east side. We had some, uh, we had some, you know, bad seeds or whatever you want to call. It. We had, you know, but we're, hey, we're a team. And Larks comes in and goes, we're playing, yeah, because we're, we're playing service. I think so. It was, it was always against service or. The richest, the rich schools, the cake you know, eaters, the rich schools, the cake eaters. Yeah, yeah, the cake eaters. So we're playing against, and Larks comes in with, he comes in with a letter, and he's sitting there, and he goes, "Well, they finally done it. They finally done it." <laughs> and we're all just sitting there, and we, and we were, we were, we were those kids with him. Were you know, you go through a wall for this guy. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just the way it was. Like, he, you know, he's one of us. And Larks is sitting there with the letter, and he's like, well, they finally did it. They finally did it, boys. I got a letter from the administration that they want me to resign after this game. And he starts reading. We're all like, no you know, way. like, yeah, like, no way, dude, like, you're not losing. And we're like, and he's like, and he rips up the letter. He rips, he, he rips it up, and he goes, Fuck them. He's like, if this is my last game, I want you guys. And so, anyway, we go out there and pump service. This is how dumb we are at the east side. Larks, the next game, has the letter again. He's got a new letter, and he's like, well, boys. <laughs> going to the well. <laughs> well, boys, they want old Coach Larky out of here. And Josh Kern, or the curve, Josh Kern, we're sitting there, and we're all like, Kind of like we're all just so dumb. We're all like, uh, again, you know, like, no yeah, way. Like, no, yeah, 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 no exactly, fucking way. yeah, exactly, exactly. No way. Two exactly. weeks in a row. Yeah. And Josh Kern, thank God, Josh Kern goes, let me see that letter. <laughs> and Larks goes, fuck that letter. He rips it up. He's like, because he was so full of shit. It was blank. <laughs> then he kicked the garbage can. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but it was also uh, one of the best. And one of the, one of my close friends, uh, Mike Lee, Alaskan legend hockey, Leezy. Larks goes around and he says uh, one 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 pump up speech and he goes and the only reason I'm telling this is because we're all Alaskans and hey this is your guys' podcast so I'll tell this a lot and Larks goes around and he's like you know tonight boys you know think of your old man 
think of your dads what they had to do and he's giving that that kind of speech and you know you're you're pumped up you're like fuck yeah i'm gonna you know do this for my dad and he goes to mike he's like mike he's like hey do it for your dad and i just not and mike lee goes <laughs> man i never even met the motherfucker <laughs> Only at East. And, Lark, and, Lark, and Larks goes, and you gotta know Leezy, he's the best. And Larks goes, Larks goes, that's right, fuck him, fuck him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, Played Lark, off the, it. The, the whole time Larks is like, God damn, why did I gotta pick Leezy? Oh, we still, we go oh, off all the time, classic. we still laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. funny story about East when, uh, so we called him Tuffy because he was a mean son of a bitch. And like, if you're the guy that has to go in the corner against him, it's not, pr- I mean, he's just, he wound up marrying an Eagle River girl. Who's that? Uh, Becky Dalfit. What, who? Uh, Toofy. Oh, okay, Toofy. yeah, yeah, okay. So no, we, this was my glee. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just telling. So, but they beat us. He's yeah. beat us. And and uh, and they did the Samoan thing, the the, the haka or whatever, yeah, the, yeah. the dance. And they did it at fucking the Mac Center. And uh, so we go and we everything. So we get to Bemboki and we're playing East. And Coach Bronis has had like a, a thing in his eye all week. Like his, you know. Little so beady, squinty oh, Yeah, yeah. And it, and, and so the during the heydays, we, we ran four lines. I mean, that's kind of how we yeah, beat yeah, people. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. He never, he didn't run for it. He ran two that night. After the first period, I think we were up like three nothing. Still two lines, second period. We're up like maybe five nothing. And then maybe the final score is like seven one or something like and that. And wait, who's this against? Coach Bronison against East. Oh, against, okay. Against, against East after they had done the Haka. Did you, oh, were you yeah, around yeah. for that? Uh, oh, dude. Okay. I grew up with the two feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, they, yeah. So, so Coach Bronis comes in, same thing. Fuck those motherfuckers with their ooga booga bullshit oh, at the geez. max. Center. You're about to get beat up by the Samoan community. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't say that. But no, no. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, it was just funny. No, I don't know it, what you mean. I went to East. It, it, was, <laughs> it was such a rival. It was such, it's so much different. Oh, it's it was so great. much different it was, now. It was and, so, and, yeah. Uh, Robert Tufi, I, I wound up, uh, he wound up spending a lot of time in Eagle River after that. And, and we kind of got to know each other and get to share some beers together. And, and uh, like I said, he married a Eagle River, uh, what was the, the dad's name? Rob Douthit? He was a softball coach or something. And she was a, uh, they yeah, were Mrs. D- so Mrs. Doubtfire was my gym teacher in, uh, in uh, uh Wendler and crazy she's one of the best gym teachers ever but here's the only time that i remember and this is how special lady she was she was cool she got it like it's hard for students to understand but you know math science all the big ones i'm kind of i'm all really low on the group but when it came to fucking gym yeah this is my <laughs> domination uh, this is my uh, anything we cut this and miss Dalfer, miss Dalfer, Miss Dalfit, I get her get a grade the the progress report and she gives me a B, Oof. and I never forget I went up to her. It's a low and, blow. And it's a low it's blow, low but blow. I had my grades picked out perfect. Where math and science definitely a C. Hopefully it's a higher C, but the, the elective I got to get an A on that. I have to gym. Come on, that's an A. Like yeah. saddest part ever. Guaranteed. Saddest part was when uh what was it sophomore year? That's the last time you can take gym. It was a lonely day, boys. <laughs> when Jim had to leave, the GPA took yeah, a hit yeah, like, that one. So, no, well, you, you know, three point But I yeah. you know, would, but, and Miss Dalfa gave me a B, and it was one of the first like grown up conversations I had with the teacher. And I'm like, and she goes, Scott, I gave you got it. I was like, what? What is this? I'm like, I can't even like this. I'm not even. I. It'd be like one of those math kids that should be in calculus. That's actually like no. This the, no. I'm this show is, me a skill. I'll do it right now. No, Whatever. Like, Pick like, a skill. I'll it's do not it even right that. now. I'm like this is my class. Yeah. Like like I'm like 
And I'm like, are you? When she, you know, there was a couple times something happened. I was tardy. I forgot my, and she was trying to put an example. And I'm like, Miss Dalvit, I'm not the smartest guy, and I know I'm not. But I'm like, this is the one thing that I do get. Yeah. Is Jim? Is and that's that's pretty bad to say it now, but I'm like, Jim. I'm like, there is no way I'm going home with a B. In gym class. Like, I don't even know how to explain it to my parents. And I go, you know and I know. Like, come on. Like, and, and we made it. We made a pack right there. She's like, okay, I'm going to move this up to an A. But you're ne- and it was. You know, I never was. Not I was tardy, but I, I think I forgot my stuff a couple times. Yeah. Or something like that. You know, that was a small yeah. thing. No, yeah, it was something. Off. And I'm like, but if you're grading... If you're nah. grading for the class, I'm like, this is the one class that I get to brag that I'm the guy. Yeah, and, you know, right. I'll never forget Miss Dalvit. Love like she, she, uh, yeah, she, uh, she moved it up to an A, and I, but I'll never forget that a B. <laughs> but I'm the genius in this yeah. class, pal. Scott, Not you. Scott Gomez, number eleven. All well, right. Thanks for listening to part one of the Scotty Gomez interview. It turns out the bearded Gomer likes the Odd Man Rush IPAs, has wood to split, and a campfire to start. So stay tuned for Gomer part two. I think it's time for a dump of change.